right. Do we have taglines? Indeed we do. Yay. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> have a happy holiday with me and olive oil. I, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to do the impression properly, apparently. <laughs> I didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> You're going to force me to. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, it's fine. I'll just make fun of myself on this one. All right. Ready? Blow me down. It's coming for Christmas. I swear that's how it's written. <laughs> what? What? I did that same thing this past Christmas. <laughs> Blow me down. <laughs> and I was doing something. Okay. <laughs> and the sailor man with the spinach can. But not really. No. Not, not until the end. Yeah. Right? It takes a while. Yeah. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen. That's a spoiler. Yeah. It is a spoiler. Oh, there's going to be plenty of spoilers. <laughs> I, I feel like to get through this no, film. No, but right on the tagline oh, yeah. for the it, film, man. Oh. Give the whole thing away. <laughs> he so. has what? <laughs> Damn it. Uh, with a budget of $20 million and a worldwide gross of $60 million. Oh. With one giant octopus, one clairvoyant baby, one drilled man into a pier, one <laughs> man kicked literally across the bay, four engorged forearms, one wind-up wrist, one man used as a punching bag and 11 songs to qualify as our first musical on the show with a 5.2 on IMDb, a 64 Metascore, and a 59% Rodden. It's 1980s Popeye. (laughs) (laughs) Let's drop some bombs. Attention, please. This is not a drill. This is a nuclear emergency. We mutated. And my wheelchair is illogically mutated, too. And I think I can feel my legs. April Fool, I got duck rape. What do we have to be afraid of? I'm Papa, the sailor. This machine just called me an asshole. Lucky charms. Welcome to Bombs Away, the only podcast recorded inside a projection booth. My name is Jonathan Young. Joining me in the studio, as always, is... Gun Oil. I'm Jared Seifert. Gun Oil? Yeah. <laughs> like castor oil yeah. and uh, olive oil? It's a lube. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, joining us for our... This is historical in many, th- in many reasons, but... Uh, for our 50th episode. It's our 50th. Oh, yes. Very cool. And ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the founder and executive director of the Frida Cinema, our home and studio here, Mr. Logan Crow. Hello. Awesome. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm oh, the 50th. So, That's exciting. Right? So finally happy to have you on the show. This has been a long time coming. It is an honor. So. Yeah, I know. And right? Popeye. I, I, yeah. I couldn't have picked a better film. Well, when we... Or, worse <laughs> film. or yeah, it's still a question. What's up in the air? I'm sure we'll get to that. You picked a film. <laughs> is this a masterpiece <laughs> yeah. or is this a bomb? You, or both. They filmed it. <laughs> they filmed it. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I recall... So when I, when I first came uh, to you about this project, about the podcast and things like that, I recall giving you a list, a list that has grown immensely from the time you saw it. I think when I gave you the list, maybe it was like 200 movies strong. Now we're up to like 1,200, <laughs> I swear sure. to God, by l- following the VHS community and things that like never even made it to the screen and all those kind of things. The list has grown. And you you kind of went down and was like, oh, that'd be good for you know something like with an audience. That'd be good for this. And then you touched on Popeye and you were like, 
Hold this. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, why did you select? Why was this the one for you? Like, uh, we, we've been like, you got to come on. You got to come on. And then you were like, let's do it with this. one. This is a really, really intriguingly strange film that as a kid, I adored uh, like crazy. Then I revisited in my early teens and was like, oh, my God, this is the worst film ever. This is terrible. How did I get into it? This is ridiculous. <laughs> like, it's strange it doesn't know who its audience is i i'm totally baffled uh then you get a little older and i started getting into robert altman and more into film and loved nashville and found out at some point oh my god robert altman did popeye yeah went back into who all was involved in this film and i'm like okay you have the producer of the godfather you got robert evans in there rosemary's baby you got robert altman you've got music by harry nilsson who's considered one of the greatest songwriters you know and and you know, Robin Williams debut film. You got Paramount and Disney coming together to make a film. This pedigree behind this film is insane. Yeah. So at that point, I'm like, maybe I need to revisit this with more of a learned eye in film and still thought it was bad. <laughs> Same results. <laughs> then <laughs> sometime in my late 20s, early 30s, I'm living in Silver Lake. Uh, my friend Andy and I. We're talking about movies we love as kids, you know, Race for Your Life, Charlie Brown, this weird shared passion film. Popeye comes up and we're like, let's watch it again. And somehow on that viewing, it was like the film we'd never seen before. And we ended up watching it like six times in two weeks. Oh, God. Yeah. We just went nuts over Popeye and, and started quoting it like crazy. It's I, I still to this day can't tell if this is some sort of strange masterpiece of signature style that is just so aloof from anything that's ever been made before that it that it, it's almost hard to see how great it is or mm-hmm. one of the absolute biggest train wrecks of all time yeah. or both <laughs> an attempt at the first that became the second because it's so ridiculously goofy and strange that it almost feels unintentional, but it's Robert Altman. Right. You know? And so I, I, I want, you know, it, I, I have never been able to discuss this film with your caliber of individuals, oh, you know? Yeah. And so yeah. I think yeah, part caliber. of it was, I want to spend 90 minutes talking like about... like 22 caliber, yeah. real tiny. There you go. Like... <laughs> Not great. Sorry. Um, no. did, you eat, did you eat your spinach? Because, I mean, that, that makes all the difference. I was apparently. going to, yeah. but... I mean, if that's what he was eating, what we see at the end, <laughs> like oh, pureed right. baby food. Oh, uh, no, this is this is the kind of film that I I, I do remember watching as a child too. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people, as as I looked for our give me give me five like five star reviews portion of our show, there's so many people that have the same kind of memory uh, that I that I would read that we do. Sure, and some people that would defend it and be like, how how could a movie that uh, they they'd write how could a movie that's so bad that you people are reviewing and saying is bad uh apparently is on like network television all the time i'm like because it was super cheap and nobody (laughs) wants to touch it and that's how i discovered it as a kid when hbo would latch on to basically anything they possibly could to get viewers and subscribers back in the 80s they they were like, oh, how much is Popeye? Probably like five bucks, you know. <laughs> like, and then they screen it for like a whole month. And my parents were VHS pirates, so yeah, you can right. gauge it on that. Yeah, like tough turf and, right? and yeah, these movies that would just play over. No, absolutely, they weren't necessarily the masterpieces of cinema. And what you were mentioning is that like I do not know. Watching this as an adult, I do not know who this is for. Right, I have no idea who it was for because I guess it was safe enough for kids, other than like 
I don't know. The end goes off the rails and is like, let's just <laughs> let's just fucking cuss, like yeah, you know, right? Like, yeah. Um, and and you also have this whole thing about like, oh, it's a musical because it has that feeling uh, and even look because of like gritties, like eighties, mm-hmm. but kind of I think filmed in like seventy eight, seventy nine, if I read the history right. So it has that feeling of like Poppins, like and uh, what is it, Doctor Doolittle, the mm-hmm. original Doctor Doolittle, but. You're right. You have this amazing uh, person who, you know, uh, lyricist and everything. Oh, Harry Nelson. Yeah. yeah, Harry Nelson. And and everything just seems to go wrong right with sure. this. So, well, even the music. I mean, because the music is is questionable. I mean, there's a lot honestly. of repetition. A lot yeah. of repetition. That's... Large, 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 I needs large, me. He needs me. Large, he needs me. Large. Sailing, sailing, sailing. And yet, I will talk to people whose taste in music and, and awareness of music I respect who will say they're some of the best songs ever written for a musical it's ever. It's weird. It's so weird. Right. And and the thing is, you okay, so you know, you, you're having a conversation with someone on that sort of front, and there are those moments where you're like, I don't even know where you're coming from. Like, you're just wrong. Yeah. I never feel that way about this song. I'm like, you might be right. I hear where you're coming from. I don't know. I do not know if that's a masterpiece of a song or, or you know, if, if this was somebody phoning it in or if the style of all that repetition was part of what they were going for for this particular right. world. It's just so intriguing. And, and, and here's the deal. I mean, I'm we're playing this as part of our family series. So that's it's right. a film that I, you know, and that's not a cult cinema B movie. March 31st. Thank you, sir. Yes, March 31st, <laughs> Saturday and Sunday, 1130 a.m. All tickets, $7. But the point is, that is not a series that is a cult cinema B-movie, so bad it's good series. That is a family-friendly film. You know, we have Coraline, Fantastic Mr. Fox, E.T., mm-hmm. Popeye. So I, I included it. You know, I think, <laughs> E.T., what? Yeah, I, mean, I, I think it's a film that I would love to see new generations of kids see. I'd love to see the film uh, be embraced and continue to have a legacy at the same time that it's just such an intriguing experiment of a film, you know, and, and I that's, don't know. That's if, the best way to put it. Experiment. Yeah. You know, and, and here we are with the music and we're, and we're, you know, we're mocking it. But right now between the three of us, I think we just threw out moments from about seven or eight of the songs. Yeah. In the, all at once. They're just all yeah. in our head. Or, you know, so it's like, <laughs> yeah. just so, keeps going. because it's it was pretty easy to do. Yeah. <laughs> sure. But maybe that's part of it though. Well, I don't know. What was it? History wise. So there's a lot of trivia that, uh, I'll be able to throw out on this episode. Like, cause I, I dug a really deep on this one. Cause I was so curious as we we're saying. So another lots one of cocaine, <laughs> yeah. lots of cocaine. Lots of Somebody was arrested while, uh, uh, buying cocaine on this film. <laughs> and, yep. Uh, another one was that they didn't want to hire the composer because everybody was like, he's a drunk, mm-hmm. right? So part of me is like, was he Love just it. drunk? Like, he needs me, he needs me. <laughs> large. <he> needs me. <laughs> large. Large. That's all you get today. That's it. He's large. He's good. <laughs> uh, so let's dive in, guys. Okay. Uh, we mentioned that, first off, it's a Walt Disney co-production with Paramount. That all that shocked me at first. I was like, uh, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> right? Because, like I said, it does have that Poppins feeling uh, and look to it, like the, the that kind of style. But just quickly goes off the rails. Like at first, I'm watching and I'm like, "Well, this might be more fun than I think," you know? Sure. And then 
I don't know, Popeye shows up looking like Bruce Willis in, in, yeah. um, <laughs> in Unbreakable. Like, yeah. <laughs> in a black trench coat. And I'm like, already it doesn't look like. And it's really dark. Super that dark. That opening shot before the sun comes up on Sweet yeah. Haven. It's just like a minute and a half of really dark footage. So yeah. let's also establish Sweet Haven. While we're at it, let's do okay because Waterworld, the anti Wakanda, it <laughs> is the World. yeah. I was I was like, this is the opposite of is Wakanda. Right? Yeah, this yeah, is literally just... the opposite of Wakanda. This is like it's, 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 paper it's, and stick houses. It, it it actually looks like Amityville at Universal Orlando. Like it looks just yeah. like Amityville's like kind of like fake set construction. Oh yeah. And has anybody? Uh, I found a picture. Uh, I'll put it up on the website as well. But I think. You the set is supposed to still exist, right? It does. It does. Yeah. Look at this. On the Isle of Malta. Look at this thing. Wow. wow. Look at that. People is... live there. There's I a think. post well, office no, sign is still No, there. it's more it's more of a tourist attraction apparently. Oh. Like and it's kind of obvious. You can see like the railings have been redone yeah. for safety and things wow. like that, but um There are ladders yeah. just on well, roofs. Yeah. <laughs> and you can see the roofs are purposely like curved and built and in, in a way for cartoon. It. Oh yeah. They keep it up. And uh there's there's the Olive's house oh. right there. That's where Oh, they Popeye put it back slept. together after Bluto destroyed. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? Uh I think you have to. But like look at that as a whole. Like that span in the bay and this was all done it's a whole lot of by like 165 construction workers for seven months yep, including Jesus. a breakwater right so um it says an international construction crew of 165 sorry uh worked seven months to construct the set tree trunk logs were driven across the european continent from the netherlands and wood shingles were imported all the way from canada Eight tons of nails and 2,000 gallons of paint were used to complete the set. When they finished, the fictional village of Sweet Haven cons- consisted of 19 buildings, including a hotel, a schoolhouse, a store, a post office, a church, and a tavern. That's insane. We never even go to the set. We don't go to those places. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Like, all they had to be is outside facades. This is the worst Disney theme park, I think. <laughs> Welcome to Sweet Haven, right? Uh, No, it's so elaborate, and that's like that's where most of the budget went twenty twenty million. They literally built a breakwater. Yeah, they built a breakwater to keep waves from coming in. I mean, it's just ridiculous. The question is why, Why? right? You wonder if it was like if if this was like like the the movie equivalent of a drug front. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like. Just build it. It'll be easier. They needed to put millions of dollars into something for some sort of weird laundering thing. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Or put millions of dollars into it just for a tax break from the city. Because I've never seen this photo before. This is one of those moments where you (laughs) almost wish there was a video component. Jonathan has pulled up a a recent photo of Sweet Haven. We'll post it on. I mean, it's a city, and it's just huge and expansive. Yeah, I don't think you get a shot of. Quite like this. Oh, Instagram won't do this justice, but we'll put it up on Facebook as well because you can zoom up. I don't. I don't. I feel like I've seen it before too. Like I know I've watched it well, in the movie, but yeah. I feel like yeah. <laughs> but I feel like I don't know. I feel like I've seen it just casually and been like, "What a cute town!" It's all like if, if Long Beach, if Long Beach's Shoreline Village decided oh, to become yeah. an actual city, <laughs> it, you know. Well, you kind of have. It also looks and feels like original Pete's Dragon. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, for sure. Like it's the same kind of stuff, uh, and I feel like that's where they were pulling and referencing and stuff like that. And that makes sense. It's Walt Disney, but Pete's Dragon—that was a real town right. in Oregon, I believe. Uh, this is 
this is built for this and yeah. doesn't exist in any other reason than this still to this day. They could have just turned it into a city. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. It's just amazing. Like, just rent the houses out. What's funny is that as I listed off all those, like, uh, post office, church, things like that, there's, like, three actual homes for people to live in in this town. So I don't know where all the population <laughs> on is living. On of those buildings. <laughs> right? In hammocks. Yeah. On scaffolding. Right. You know, like cartoon characters oh would. God. So Popeye rolls into town. Popeye rolls into <laughs> like, town. Here this we is are. The town, the town of Sweet Haven, and uh, although I wish they had like the boat sunken in the bay as part of the attraction, that, oh, that would have been be cool. Fun. Yeah. Uh, he rolls into town, and immediately the tax man shows up. Oh dear. The tax man, who might be the actual villain of the film, <laughs> because yeah. nobody seems to like Popeye until he takes care of the tax man later. Well, right? it's also like. The tax man, you can easily tell, is like going to be an issue, but then the resolve of the tax man is not a payoff, no. <laughs> which is a little bit ironic in that wordplay there. Yeah. I think. Well played. Yeah. Now, are but, we to, and again, spoiler, and there, and there is the slide right there in the photo. It's still there. Was it? Are, yeah, it's, yeah. It's sticking oh, out. Oh, it there. is. Yep. Right are there. we to, Jeez. did Popeye kill the Don't go the down there man? now. No, he swam away. Did we? Do we see him swim away? I think he, he lands in the water. And no, he's like, he pops oh, back man. up and kind of treads oh, water. Oh, okay, okay. And, that's, and everybody's cheering and yeah, things yeah. like that. Okay. But, and, but somehow that makes the tax man not come back. Like, yeah, oh, right. water rids me of all my taxing. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I've like, gotten wet. I can't collect. Well, all the money sank to the bottom because <laughs> it was all cents. It was like five cents, ten cents, things like but that. What, what is up? Uh, now, now, remind, uh, for, for the record, I... I haven't seen a lot of the old Popeye cartoons, so there may be a tax I think, man. I think we're all in the same boat in the there. cartoons, but like, what is up with well, the tax see, man? I think that this whole movie essentially is it would have been like a season of live action Popeye because sure. each thing that happens is just kind of like a small bit, and yeah, something might carry over to the next one, like Popeye arriving is episode one, Popeye gets a baby, episode two, sure. Popeye. Beats a fight, episode three. Popeye beats, beats the tax fight. man, episode four. But the tax like, man's pervasive. Yeah. Like, you know, you yeah. got all these but different see, that's characters. Like, that's that pop like in. carrying through and you think he's the villain, but then it turns out that the yeah. villain's actually large. Large. <laughs> well, <laughs> I forgot his name. Bluto. Oh, Ox, oh no, Bluto. Bluto. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant Oxblood, Oxheart. Ox <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, the tax man, I would, because that's, that's the second thing that I wrote in my notes for this film was that, like, what... What was the tax man like? Was he actually the real villain here? Was he just creating rules to? Well, he was working you know? for the Commodore. He's, he says a, a few times that he works for the oh, Commodore. Oh, so he was a henchman. He was working for the Commodore. The well, Commodore is that'd be great. the unspoken yeah. guy who's making this place so impressive. Actually, unspoken too. That'd be yeah. great if they established him. Because... Oh, the unseen. I'm sorry, unseen guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, he's, he's both. A, he's both. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, because the Commodore problem per se doesn't even really come into the third act. I sure. didn't know there was a Commodore till they were like, "This is the Commodore." Oh no! <laughs> like, so oh. they bring him up quite often. They keep saying the Commodore. Oh, when the Commodore and like you know, the, you know, blah blah, blah and you know, it's never been so, the Commodore's rules. And, but uh, I, I think we're not supposed to see him because the moment we see him, we will know yeah, right. who he well, is. See, right. I didn't even know they were talking about him, and it makes because, sense because when I was looking for this film, someone yeah. was like, "You got the film with subtitles," and I was like, "Oh, people usually just ask that." And then I was watching the film, and I was like, "I get why we would need subtitles now because I do <laughs> yes. not know what they're saying at yeah. all." Anyone, all I know is Olive in the background. Oh, 
Bobby. Oh, 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 okay. Oh, 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 holy hell! Oh, if she said, oh, gosh, okay, if she okay, said, wow, phooey oh, oh, one more time. Phooey. Oh, like, oh God, it was phooey. Okay, it's like they told her, like, don't stop talking or making. <laughs> well, Popeye too. He's yeah, muttering, all and a lot it. of it's ablibed, ablibed, and like Popeye's like an old senile man who literally will say something, doesn't get a response, so then like kind of mutters to himself. Lubricants. That's that person that you really try to avoid after like someone in a store is like, oh, sorry, we can't help you, and then they're like, well, I'm so well, and someone, and you're like, okay, don't go in the store. So here's a great here's a great example. Right, gonna kill us. Bring bring up the next point. Because I'm going to show you uh, what this movie does. Like, go on to the Popeye next Popeye walks through town and everyone hates him. Um, yeah. Like, that's yeah. what's happening. The whole movie. Pretty much. <laughs> He's, is, like, muttering. Is, you're trying to say something important to the plot or even a song's going. And other people are, like, talking. And it's actually louder than it needs to be. They, yeah. See, and that's – and that what's funny is that's, that is Altman. Everything. So Altman is famous for mm-hmm. that. MASH and Nashville people talk over each other. If you ever get curious, interesting uh, – how he did the sound to Gosford Park. Everyone was mic'd. No, no booms. Everyone was mic'd oh. and consistently <laughs> recorded. And then the sound engineer later. But when you got a movie where, oh. where you're applying that <laughs> right? and, and people are muttering like, nonstop. Disaster yeah. And people me. are muttering nonstop. And it's not just muttering words. It's literally like noises as well. Like, well, and there's calamity. Like, people are slipping and tripping yeah. and, and making sounds with their dishes. Oh, and that poor yeah. guy with the hat. <laughs> like please sir get just grab a hold of your head grab a hold uh, of your life yeah. um yeah but that's a major problem because i think you're you're saying yeah the commodore was mentioned i'm like was it yeah it's it's yeah i didn't know <laughs> i was like oh there's a commodore cool we're in his house that looks like popeye's dad like literally when i figured out there was a commodore Me- and, and he's uh, a hater but we'll get to that yeah huh? Me- meanwhile also i i do have to say that uh ray walston I think that a bitter Popeye. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I just felt like his kind of mannerisms, but also the ability to be uh, intelligible. Sure. Like, was better than Williams. Yeah. Like, Williams went one slide too far with it where I was like, I can't understand you. I'm sure. loving what you're doing. And I think it, I think he did great yeah. as as the character. I was just like, I can't. Yeah. What, what did you say? I like, think that was my biggest thing was not being able to understand what they were actually saying. But... I've only seen like a handful of Popeye cartoons and comics. What was weird is I was like, the movie actually really does feel like yeah. Popeye. Like the characters look like the characters. Oh, they yes. sound like they the do. characters. They have the exact same mannerism. So it's very like nail on the uh, head nail. of the nail. Well, down Something. to the yeah, down to the, hit the nail on the head. You got it. Everyone in the show the head, yeah. moves uh, and reacts and uh, like rubber. Yeah, people are rubber on that cartoon. Mm-hmm. Like they, they they literally go, yeah. you know. And so they captured that too oh, really yeah. well. In their shoes, the clothing, Everything, like, the socks. They yeah. did it really well, but then I just couldn't understand what anyone was saying. No. The songs were kind of like, all right, get through it. We don't really care. And then we get to it, I think, especially for 1980, was the perfect casting with olive oil. Yeah. Oh, That's okay. the, she was born <laughs> for olive oil. Absolutely. I mean, what was it? They, uh, she admitted in uh, Shelly uh, Duvall. Right? Yeah. Not Shelly um, Long. Yeah, I know, like, right? Because we just did Shelly Long. We, yeah. we almost got confused the other oh, day yeah. when yeah. we did a Shelly Long one. But uh, Shelly Duvall admitted that, like, when she was in elementary school, they used to call her olive oil. So, like, right? yeah. it makes sense. Uh, She's like, I did my own hair. Why? Because <laughs> she always is aloof. No right. matter well, what, Shelly Duvall is I, always. 
I yeah, ah, perfect casting, right? Perfect. So I have I have a love hate for her. Right? Because, I think everyone um, does, right? I don't. No? It's mostly I love. Her. I love her. I love her. She's so much. great, but it's like ooh. I because she just feels like she's painted herself into a corner, but like unintentionally. <laughs> yeah. She's I, like, oops, here I am. And no, aside from if you've seen current Shelley Duvall, yeah, like, poor thing. Yeah, right. Oh yeah. I do honestly believe when I look at her and and see her in roles, you know how you can kind of look at somebody like kind of in the eyes and be like, something's off. Yeah, <laughs> you know, something's a little off. Like I feel like in all her roles. I was like, there's something weird, like something off, like kind of loony in real life about yeah. the poor woman, right? So like here, I'm like, this this was her chance to be like, and I was like, that's you, crazy cat lady. That's the real you. Yep. Um, because she is doing it so well. She is like, she is, I think she's like the most rubber person other than the uh, circus actors that were hired to do like the- uh, When her legs are everything is oh, twisting in circles. Yeah, I was like, oh, oh, There's right? some footwork in this film. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> and so, and what's interesting too is that like when we say that the characters, like everybody was spot on, like on their Literally. roles. They were. It was scary. But that works- when it's a Popeye cartoon, yeah. it's three to five minutes and we're out, right? I couldn't stand is, her after a yeah. while because it was just the same stuff, you know? Like, Constant. if you dealt with, there's a person we know at work that if like, they're always on, they're like, hey, how you doing, right? And you're just like, I can't do eight hours with you like this, you know? But what's interesting about that, though, to me, anyway, and this is like one of the things that I responded to mm-hmm. when I, I started to enjoy the film is that... There are a few moments in all of that insanity of quiet. So it's him and Olive against a blue sky drop with the mm. baby. <clears throat> and I think because it stands apart mood wise and it's silent, those moments really stuck with me. Like all of a sudden, I, I, got, I had an earnestly um, sweet feeling about them. Sweet pea feeling. A sweet pea feeling because all of a sudden things just calm down and we could see that it, it's almost like they're all on edge. Until they don't need to be. Or cocaine. So, yeah, or cocaine. Right? <laughs> yeah. And, when, and somehow a Popeye and olive oil calm each other down, or the baby does. I don't know. There's a lot going on, man. But, but right. I do love those quieter, calmer moments between between the two of them, or, or where Popeye writes his letter, but we'll get to that. But it's that, a stark yeah. contrast. It is. No, it really is. But she's perfect. She's hilarious. Yes. Yeah. Um, so Popeye's never been to this town. Nope. But he's like, hey, there's me pipe. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, it just yeah. washed up on the shore? Like, what happened there? I think it was one of Pappy's pipes. The well, then uh, we also find see, out that like, he's like, I didn't know this as well. Like, we get a good 30 minutes into the film, and he's like, I'm here because I'm looking for me dad. Why? He's, he's <laughs> why not is that he, pirate. Yeah, Irish, whatever. He's Barnacle Bill. Yeah. <laughs> me dad's in this town. Yeah, not I mean, bad. but that's, yeah, that's, that's pretty impressive. better yeah. than... Yeah. <laughs> What I, gotta, like, what I got. Close half my mouth. My dad's in, my dad's in this town. Oh, I can't do it. No. Yeah. You got to talk yeah. out the side of your mouth, oh, and then we'll so ADR awesome. you later. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, close one eye and do a line of this. Here. <laughs> <laughs> so little bits are happening. Um, Ron Williams, uh, his portrayal of Popeye is you squint one eye, you talk out the side of your mouth. Uh, the other side of your mouth is biting down on a pipe at all times. And you have large tumorous growths for I wonder arms. how tired his face got. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, Sam, I wonder if you got like, headaches, man, on that side of the oh. eye. Because he's he's not just closing it. He is squinting it down. Clenching. He's, yeah, he's clenching that eye. Absolutely. The whole movie. And I, I I would assume that the pipe is is clenching his teeth at all times to hold it into sure. place. They're, I'm sure it's not a prosthetic or anything. So 
Wow. Yeah, right? That yeah. and then the the actual prosthetics of the arms have to be heavy. They have to be. Or hot. Right? Or both. Yeah, right? It was the 80s. There's a lot going on here. Really? Uh, so kudos to him for what he did bring to it, even though this is his one of two most hated things that he's gone on. Stand-up specials to hate on, like things like that. So Popeye and Mork and Mindy, he actually <gasps> hated. He Blasphemy. hated. Oh, right? It's, which is so interesting that it's like y- y- when somebody hates on the thing that got them kind of where they are, you're like, whoa, all right. Like, I, but, I yeah, thought you were going to say Bicentennial Man, but what do I know? I, mm. I kind of like it. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's that's a question that I did. You brought up earlier when you, you talked about how you have conversations with people about this movie yeah. or certain movies. Is it uh, Does it ever shock you when you, you get along with somebody uh, and you'll be like, oh, we love the same movies, we do that, and then they hit you with like just a, a, a left hook out of nowhere of something where you're just like, oh, what? Like, we can't be friends anymore kind of thing where you're just like, you like that? You know, like, is that ever a common thing where uh, – I, we we seem to usually find the same things and we get excited about it, but one day there's going to be something that he's oh, going to be like. I straight up hate the Sandlot. I can't stand that stupid. There movie. it is. <laughs> I cannot. I've held. I've stood by that forever. Like I'll watch it, but I sit there and I'm like, this is stupid. Like yeah. I don't know why. I just cannot sit through that movie. I guess a better example. Why? Why do you hate America? I don't know. Right? Wrong with them? Well, look at the government. I have not <laughs> seen the Sandlot. Okay. I'm on See, record now. I'm no, a little, it's one of my See, that's probably that. the one you should have put into place uh, for the kids and we series. Played it. No, we played it. We played it as part of the kids series. I mean, we we did uh, when we first started the kids series. There's like a list of 50 yeah. like, films that are, like I've actually thought about uh, starting a program like films that Logan still hasn't seen because uh, that, that that people yeah, why not? that people are shocked to find out I haven't seen. Well, you know. and that's that's the I interesting thing. I, no. I would totally support that, but why? Because uh, well, the one that humanizes you, you, you know, as 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 you know, the establishment of the Frida. They're like, this is the guy who made this the place that we all enjoy and love. Who still hasn't, and he seen, hasn't the, seen this? Who still hasn't seen the conversation by <laughs> Francis Ford Coppola? Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, I haven't seen that. Oh. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. Well, good. Then hey, I'm in good company. But. Right. I haven't seen a Back to the Future. So what? That's the one. That is oh, the one. Man. Yeah, he gets me every what time. What else I haven't I seen that really makes you mad? There's something in there. Why do you hate incestuous undertones? And America. Oh, see, I don't. <laughs> it's always America. <laughs> you ever seen my cousin? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet, sweet hey. um, Is there any is is there any film? Uh, and uh, excuse us, listeners, we're going on mini interviews here, and I think it's due to the fact that like there's not a lot to cover in this. Film. When there's not a lot to like, cover in a film, we love. We just go into great. Here's, so here's what's interesting. I think of films that I adore that I assume people are going to be like what the and what always happens is people are like oh no, but I love that film. Like for example, the other day I was saying like how much I absolutely love Romancing the Stone. I love Romance in the Stone. And I said that with a little bit of like, you're not going to believe this. It's kind of embarrassing. Mm -hmm. And everyone in the room was like, what are you talking about? That movie rocks. I love that movie. You know what I mean? So it's like, I I, I don't know. I I don't know which one I remember more. That one or the sequel? uh, Jewel of the Nile. Jewel of the Nile, yeah. yeah. I think for me, the... Aren't they remaking that? It's Sometimes it's about how much I love a film. So for example... I love Race for Your Life, Charlie Brown. Yeah. I have that movie memorized backwards and forwards. I could watch it right now. And Mine still was be. Bon Voyage. Okay. Yeah. There you go. What? Bon Voyage, Charlie Brown. And don't, oh. and don't come back. Yeah, I said it weird. Sorry. Oh. Bon Voyage. <laughs> but, uh, okay. That's he normal for me. France. But, you know, it's, 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 
I, got I don't know. It's it's. Uh, I can't think of a movie that I adore to that level that most people don't. Okay. Um, you don't wait, have... wait. I uh, just the other day there was one where I'm like I could watch this over and over and I don't get why people don't like it. It'll come to me. Toys, Toys I Adore by, with Robin Williams. Yeah, in it. Okay. yeah, that's yeah. on the list. <laughs> Which yeah, I <laughs> yeah. and and Toys is very similar to Popeye mm-hmm. in the sense that. Surrealism is very surreal, very unlike anything you've ever seen. They asked Robin Williams at the premiere, um, describe your film. And he said, uh, Willy Wonka meets Dr. Strangelove. And I'm like, perfect. Okay. That's perfect. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory meets Dr. Strangelove. I mean, it's, uh, but that's another one where I adore toys. I could watch it over and over and over and it gets dark and weird. It's very similar to Popeye in that respect where it's like, who is this movie for? There's a lot of weird little goofy, colorful things that, and, and children's songs literally in the film. Oh, yeah. Uh, Happy that, workers. Yeah, that imply something, an audience. And then you've got really racy double entendres and, and like this like this movie does yeah. with large – I mean, what are, we, <laughs> what are we singing about here? And what is the glint in her yeah. eye every time she you know, looks at her friends and just kind of smirks and goes – large you know like over and over and which you know, he would destroy her yeah. Well, yeah. And, and you know uh house of ill repukes venerable you know you get a venerable disease you know olive oil sounds like some kind of lubricants you know so all these little lines and, and and the s word i mean just all this stuff that right. that uh and and toys there's literally you know, a big cock you know there's like all this you know and and you're like who are these movies for and and it's interesting robin williams being in both because they're both such playful movies mm-hmm. they're yeah. very playful but but they're very dark and 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 in this one there's something up like i don't know if that community is supposed to be a microcosm of class politics like there's something going on with popeye with all these different characters and and uh, it's almost like they're in a depression in some way, and you got the tax man. It's it's bizarre, and the dad's always reading the paper. Oh, you owe me an apology. There's all this weird stuff happening, think, and then it's and then it's goofy at the same time. Where my, it's like, does does everything mean something, or does nothing mean anything? I think my theory on Williams throughout, like how Hollywood saw him, was the gap, the bridge gap between how do we cater to kids and adults at the same time? Sure. Right. Because like, look at, look at Aladdin, right? Oh, sure. And you, almost every single one of the bits of the genie fly over a child's head. Honestly, he's doing Nicholson references. He's doing night of the living dead. (laughs) Like he's doing all these references that only adults would get. And the kids, like I remember as a child, I'm like, I'm loving it. I'm quoting it, but I don't know where the hell it's coming from as a child. Sure. You know, same thing with like Mrs. Delphire. Mrs. Delphire is yeah. just full of random shit. Hello. <laughs> right? Oh my God. His, right? his like 12 he's different. Doing uh, Yentl. Like he's like all Well, when he did the uh, one after the other, it's the so like good. adages to sex, like oh, a little yes. hypersonic. Right. A little Jack Horney. And he's like listing <laughs> all this stuff. Constantly, like, right? She chipped her teeth. Like, all that stuff. She keeps, like, a power tool in the glove. I mean, all this stuff. Like, and it was all yeah. forgivable because, like, <laughs> to go back to Aladdin as a reference, because I think it's one of the key ones, Aladdin or, like, Burn Gully. Rumpleforskin. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> both, both of those movies have, like, these very dated kind of references to Hollywood and things like that that only uh, adults would get, sure. right? But seem to be set in a time period that those things wouldn't really exist yet, but we completely forgive that they are because it's him, right? And he's done this consistently in what his voice acting because robots, remember that? Yeah. Yeah, God, uh, that's painful to get through, but does the movie, same yeah. thing. Yeah. He just, it's it, they just go, okay, Robin, just go ahead and go. do your thing and... Uh, 
Yeah, people love it. It doesn't matter if it makes any sense whatsoever. Uh, so it makes sense that his first movie would be the same kind of thing, bridging this gap, even though I'm not quite sure if he's the culprit to bridge this gap in this movie. I think the movie as a whole is like, this is for well, this everyone also, and nobody at the same time. This was also his first movie. So right. I don't think that he had... Uh, and I think he acquits himself nicely. I mean, I love, I love Robin Williams in mm-hmm. this movie. I wonder if this was his seventh, eighth, or ninth film, if we had seen and gotten a different Popeye. But I also wonder if they would have given him too much freedom and <clears throat> and it would have felt differently. Because I, I, I can see that maybe they gave him a little bit of room to improv here. I mean, he was a comedian, so you hire a comedian generally because of their You're humor. saying do mo- if they give him more Because, for example, there's other, yeah. other movies where he just you just know that he just went with it. Yeah. And and, and there's so a like, lot of we stinkers. We have eight hours of Robin improv. What do we do with <laughs> uh, yeah. this? And there's, you know, <laughs> we don't have DVD yet, so where's this going to go? But <laughs> yeah. Like like Goodwill Hunting, where where mm. it was pretty scripted, but he got a little bit. I mean, the last line of the film, which is one of the best lines of the film, totally improv. Right? Son of a bitch stole my line. <laughs> that was his. You know what I mean? So you know, but there's, there's there's let's give him a little bit of room and 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 let's let's let sure. him go, which sometimes doesn't work so well. I mean, um, it doesn't work for us all the time. Right. <laughs> so but, uh, here we are. Okay, but so he meets olive oil. Yes. Let, yes. Let's steer back a little bit here. So yeah. he's going through the town. Uh, there's a couple bits. There's a piano that drops, and he. Okay, this is okay. Uh, he's really strong. So this is strong. my confusion. <laughs> yeah, strong. Uh, this um. is my confusion. Is that like in the Popeye I know, and uh, apparently what I read is that the original comic strip Popeye spinach wasn't really a thing. Spinach was adapted and added more uh, for the World War II era, oh. and to kind of. Uh, establish like you should get canned goods and stuff like that because of the war effort right so it it seems that everything that i researched is that they were going for more the comic strip but then along the lines was like you gotta insert spinach man like it just has to happen so it seemed like there was a creative difference and they were bucking it the whole time and it comes through in this because he hates it. He's repu- repulsed by it. Yeah. And somehow... I don't want it. I don't want my spinach. I don't want any spinach. Eat your spinach. I don't want it. Yeah. yeah. Carrots. Actually, I did... That That, that scene was kind of fun <laughs> with, with the dad. And he's just <laughs> he turns into a baby. Into a child. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want it. Um, but also, I was like, I get the point of what they're saying, but I have no idea exactly what they're saying because they're both like, yeah. Plus, in the original cartoon, wasn't he completely weak until he had his spinach? That's, That's what the I point thought. I was yeah. getting to. Yeah. It takes a while sometimes. Sorry, but because <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get your spinach. That's the point: right is that he is already super strong right. for no reason. Uh, usually, yeah, it was like his um, superpower kind of spinach was the way to get strong because he eats me spinach, right? And but not strong enough to be an octopussy. Not, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, that's that's what spinach does. That uh, was the one oh, name with that Roger I was Moore? Like, mm. <laughs> you didn't need to call it an octopussy. I was like mad at the film for doing that. Like, mm, please don't. Octopussy came out before this, right? No, I think it was 82. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Roger Moore one? It was 82? I think so. Okay. A little bit of research. All right. <laughs> I was, yeah, Figure right? It uh, it's not like we don't have INDB right here, but we're moving on. <laughs> Which, by the way, another episode. What, Octopussy? <laughs> yes. Oh, absolutely. That and uh, the last Roger Moore one with Christopher Walken. Uh, oh, View to a Kill. Yes, that Great one's... song, not so great a film. <laughs> no. And Grace Jones, though, she was great. 80, oh, yeah. 83 was Octopussy. 83? Okay, so it hadn't come out yet, so that's not a reference. So... Uh, yeah, he goes into town. He is looking for his pappy. 
He's looking for his father. Yes. <laughs> and I guess he washed into this town for some reason. And he immediately kind of like goes through the town and sees that everybody is like, oh, there's trouble. Like it's like the music man. And but I don't know why. Why? Because he's just a sailor. No. Because. Yeah. The right. The implication like, is because he's funky looking. Is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, they all keep talking about his face and the right. fun of his face. To make and he's an outsider. Right. Like, so basically. Like this place is literally sort of like sequestered in this. Like, it's. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, at first I was like, oh, is it because he's a sailor and sailors yeah. kind of take trouble? And then I was like, well, no, because like your main two bad guys in a movie are also sailors that sure. live out in the bay. So that's not it. Yeah. And obviously in a town like this, you're going to welcome sailors and probably every import. Right. right. Or you're not going to survive. Uh, but either way, he goes to the oils and they have a room for rent. Uh, rink. For rank. rank. <laughs> and <laughs> Room for rank. So he goes up to Mama Oil, right? Uh, Nana Oil, right? Which is apparently a yeah, reference banana to Banana Oil, oil right? Yeah. Which just looks like, I was like, oh, Kate McKinnon's in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it looks yeah. just like Kate McKinnon uh, from the new oh, Ghostbuster yeah. movie. Uh, but it's not, right? Because Kate McKinnon always plays old people on Saturday Night Live. And it looks just like her, I, can I see thought. see that. Right? Uh, she rents the room. He meets Olive, and they're just. Uh, that's the thing is, I feel like characters are just doing their own thing and kind of bouncing into each other and just talking over each other. And I'm like, what is happening? Just move on to the yeah. next scene constantly. So they kind of get off to an awkward start. Uh, Olive Oil is switching hats, saying that the hats make her <laughs> ugly. And I'm like, it might be the hairdo. It might be yeah. a, a whole bunch of other stuff. Yeah. Uh, not the hats, but either way. She's immediately like, don't touch his bed. Don't do this. Don't do it. Like, really bossy. But that kind of personality goes away halfway through the film, too, right? Well, she's nervous about being engaged again. Is Yeah, I guess so. But once again, as somebody who hadn't seen this and the last time I did was a child, now watching it and really trying to understand what's going on. Yeah, because she's literally, she never vocalizes it, but she's sitting there talking about how much she loves Bluto and he's large as she's packing to sneak out of the house. Yeah. Right. Never once says, I don't want to get married. I'm nervous. I I, I have a free spirit. I, I'm tired of this town. Never communicates the why. We just know she is literally trying to skip out on this engagement party. Right. You only know that she's nervous or upset yeah. about something because you go, Whoa, Popeye. So as this happens, Popeye goes into town now and he's at this tavern, which they do the song food is food, something food, food, food. something yeah. where I was like food, basically saying food. Everything is, that, everything is, is food, food, right? Yes. Everything is food. Except we only have hamburgers and everything is also catsup. Because ketchup is all over the place oh in this God. film. It is liquid hamburger. I would gladly pay you Tuesday <laughs> for a hamburger today. That's right. He would die. Repetition again. Here yeah. for a hamburger today. Yeah. And food, food. is. Yeah, yeah. It just keeps going. Yes. And you're just like, okay. Because uh, everybody also in this film, they don't do like cast ensembles, which is like well choreographed. People are kind of like mindless zombies <laughs> singing the film. Yes. They're, they're like. Because uh, even the Sweet Haven song is like, God is good. There's, and I, just like, there's no right. choreography to the song. Yeah. No. So much as some swaying and mild dizzy twirling. Which is exactly the same as the workers after uh, the people take over in toys. <laughs> They're uh, just zombieing like, uh, uh, going to work. <laughs> happy workers. Yeah, yeah. Right. But they're not happy anymore. Right. In that. Um, 
And so, like, there's, yeah, there's no choreography. There's no – and that's what I, I, I think would have possibly saved this movie is that every single song isn't really fun. There's yeah, nothing yeah. – like – It's a bleak world. It, exactly. It's a really bleak world. It's depressed. It's brown. Which would have worked if this film like was filmed the, in black and white. Everything is just <laughs> uh, stripped of color. Even Popeye's blues and, and all those reds are are – muted a little yeah. bit well, there's dirt on yeah. everything yeah it's just, <laughs> just you know, a and, dirty and, place. and the songs are just very like it's almost you know look like the first song yeah. you know, look down the first song from Les Mis, yeah. everything is you know, you know just puritanical and depressed you know you get the shot you know where where they move the newspaper away from the dad and the dad is crying and it's just sad you know mr yeah. oil is just destroyed it's just like yeah no everything you know it, yeah. So, Not a fun place. Um, during this time, uh, Popeye meets uh, Wimpy. Yes. Right? And he goes on to tell Wimpy uh, about he's here to look for his father. His father abandoned him when he was two years old. His mother died. So he's a little orphan who's been out in search of his pappy. Meanwhile, this is all happening over top of a whole group of other people that are like making fun of Popeye and like 10 minutes. at the same level yeah. yeah at the same level of volume too so I'm like what what what, what about your pappy what's going right. on like I don't I th- this is not the time to do like a long shot like this is <laughs> the... but somehow these guys from across the room heard him enough right. to say oh you're looking for your pappy and I'm like I can't how do you him. know yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't hear him right yeah. but so they make fun of him they make fun of his one eye because they keep calling him one eye and I'm like, is his eye missing? I think he's yeah. Well, that's kind of the way the movie painted it. Because I like, just thought he, he was like stroke. Eye. Like, just... well, because the dad has the same thing. I thought maybe yeah. it was some sort of weird genetic genetic deformity, yeah. right? Eye squint. Yeah, yes. like something like that. Uh, but they keep actually calling him that. And then because this is like the gang of the town, I guess the entire tavern like goes into lockdown <laughs> right, right? and there's like it. a human bird cage for the waitress yeah. <laughs> yes why like i don't know and um, her cash is still like sitting directly at the edge of the cage too so even if it was to prevent theft someone just walk by and grab it and leave <laughs> and then she has right? the trouble of getting out of her cage but there se- there doesn't seem to be enough people yeah to warrant that the, the the tavern is like time to go on lockdown like this happens all the time like there seems like there's a there's a finite how many people do you think is in this population 30, 30 tops 30 right yeah. okay we were all <laughs> like right 30, on yeah. right so i'm like that's the gang they run the town that everybody would be you know the implication was almost that like oh we know what happens when popeye gets mad I guess, but, but nobody how would knows they know? Him. Exactly. They were all because because <laughs> it, it keeps cutting between Popeye getting angrier and angrier, and people slamming their books, and that's what happens in the movie that you're watching when everyone knows what happens when mm-hmm. this person gets offended, but no one knows Popeye. Right, and that's yeah. uh, that's why. Uh, but I thought it the implication was it, this is what happens when the gang gets riled up. That's right. what I. It thought. could only be yeah. right, you know. But it made no sense. But right. it would make yeah. more sense yeah. if Bluto came in as part of that gang too, because they're like, right. oh, like the head shit. of the gang, you know, yeah. or if they were like, riffing on Bluto. 
Yes. Because then it's like, okay, we're out of here. Time right? Because yeah. everybody seems deathly afraid of Bru- Bluto right. for, for obvious reasons. He's the juggernaut. Yeah, but um, he doesn't <laughs> He just really, crashes through walls. He just doesn't do anything the entire movie well, as well, though. He's mean. Yeah. He's mean. He's mean. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Mean, 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 mean. You know what I say? He, like, doesn't come across till he even gets to that song. Every other, like, every song of him is, like, or like hit instance of him, it's like opens door, looks angry, and then closes it. You're like, all he's, right, I guess we hate that guy. Jonathan, he's so mean. He had a dream. He beat himself up. That's a <laughs> and lyric. Came lean. That is a lyric <laughs> from the song. <laughs> I'm so mean. I had a dream. It's like, what the hell is going oh on? No, that's what I said. He the uh, the lyricist was drunk. Um, yeah. <laughs> like it has to be. He's like. He's what? What is this guy? What, what's Nelson. his character like? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, yes. I, I, yeah. I, 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 he goes, what's his? What's his character like? Well, he's large. All right, he's large. Large. He's large. <laughs> uh, do you need any more? Do you need any more? He's no, large. he's large. Yeah, one more line. Okay, large. I'm going to bed. You know, like it's that kind of. Uh, I have no other explanation. So Popeye gets into a fight and uh, probably the best choreographed fight, right? But also this is where he treats somebody like a punching bag, but the guy just kind of looks like he's having a seizure, right? Because like this is is a problem with this movie also is that – it's it's a t- it's a fight that has like over the top feats of strength, uh, but it's not comical enough to be entertaining or uh, you know it's still grounded in reality to a point that makes it look weird instead of fun and funny, right? So like when you're when somebody's doing the punching bag stuff, it should be over the top and it never goes to that level. It just makes the guy look dumb. Although I do like the little move about like letting him drop a little bit and then using the same punching bag to raise him back up to his right. feet. That was kind of funny. I think because yeah. because they do it they do it from both shots. They do it uh, from the guy's point of view yeah. and they do it from Popeye's point of view. Right? They should have just probably stuck with like pop like seeing Popeye and and mm-hmm. not showing the fist, never make contact because that kind of breaks that. <laughs> reality too you're like ah no and everybody nobody's getting like thrown out windows and like from the papa i remember like people were like bending and like as soon as like even when he'd eat the spinach like his it would go down to the bottom of his shoes and like back up and and nobody nobody there's no which i like too i mean it works for this film especially if you're gonna go violent but it's at home alone sign of violence where the stakes aren't really real. Nobody bleeds in this film. You no. Know, people get their heads thrown through uh, you know, a floor. I think the only guy, guy that gets, gets his neck pushed down and pulled right back out. Right. And they're just like rubber people. Which yeah. is fine. No one screams but... or cries. Well, unless, except for Daddy Oil. Like, home, like home Alone. Home Alone yeah. well, they has, hurt. <laughs> has sound effects. Fair enough. Yeah, they actually this, were in pain. <laughs> this doesn't have yeah. any like cartoon like mm-hmm. bing, bong, bong. You know, right. nothing like that. So it also, you're like... Am I supposed to take this a little more seriously? Like, I, I mean, it's only backing up what we've already said a million times over. We don't know who this is for. We do not Mm-mm. have any idea what is the even the uh, style or tone that we should be feeling. Or is it just as simple as this is what happens when the master man, you know, the, man, the mind before behind Mash and Nashville and Brewster McLeod and McCabe, Mrs. Mo- this is what happened. Like he 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 did the western with McCabe, Mr. Mo- he did it very well. He did the music film with Nashville. He did- this is what happens when Robert Altman makes a children's film. Like it doesn't it, yeah. work as a children's. Like it's like you know where it's like if David Lynch were to make a film for children, uh, where yeah, it's yeah. like you know actually that'd be 
fun. I'd be there. <laughs> yeah. And maybe it would work very well, but it, it'd be the sort of thing where it's like, I still can't pinpoint whether or not this is for kids or this is for adults. Or maybe in, in the case of Popeye, whether it's effective or not, it was supposed to be both. And if you read a lot of reviews that are positive on it, that's the first thing it'll say. Adults will love it. Kids will love it. Yes. Whether or not they're right or wrong is it's another story. Well, but I mean, certainly there's enough in there for kids, and certainly, I would say there's more in there for kids and adults to enjoy. But is it good? Is the question. <laughs> well, I I think the the movie that I think best would sum up what I feel like they probably should have gone for is '94's Flintstones the movie. Sure, yeah. right? A lot goofier. A lot goofier. Brighter. Right. Uh, that's if if you want an example of like not saying that that's necessarily a really great movie but they also knew what they were going for there's never a time that you feel that i'm confused as the tone or anything and it's a cartoon live action movie like i think it's a great example of being like everything's cartoony everything's rubberized like things like that this is Dark and, and dreary long. and oh, yes, why is this movie two hours yeah, long? Yeah, for a kids' film, it's very long. <laughs> I yeah. got really mad. <laughs> well, I was like, this seems like it'll be a pretty short and like quick and dirty one, and then I like clicked just to see, and it was like, it's long, no. long. Oh, it's, I'm gonna it's be also long, long. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Bluto shows up uh, for an engagement party to Olive Oil, right? With this his flower. Is, yeah, this is where we get the uh, "He's Large" song that we keep referencing. But um, also, this is where we get the so we get he's large and we get he I mean in the same five minutes like uh, roundabout in this in this movie and then also why is Bluto like a uh, voiced by a, a low baritone black man like <laughs> he's definitely I, I was like, noticing that with the uh, with the song especially yeah it sounded like uh, <laughs> yeah. it reminded me of uh, the Mean Green Mother is it Leon Stubbs oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Similar, yeah. Uh, so he uh, Bluto is bursting through walls, m- pissed off that olive oil like yeah. basically ran out the the uh, fire escape, and and also did you oh, did you notice that uh, I'm really glad that the dire mother and the large child showed up to this yeah, <laughs> from yeah. the Thirteen Glows. Linda Hunt <laughs> yeah. in her yep. film debut. You know, is it, it film debut? That was Linda Hunt's first movie. I. Only to, only to win an Oscar three years later for playing a man. Right. Ah. Well, that's crazy. So, like, she got a very late start in Hollywood. I, I, she's the kind of person that I would see on screen. Like, I, I always will remember her from, uh, do you remember the Richard Grieco movie, If Looks Could Kill? Oh, God, yes. Yes, right? And she had that necklace that was like a whip. And so like, great. Right? It's so, I would probably love, I love do it on here. Kinder, <laughs> kindergarten Cup. Yes, what did it she's the feel principal. like to hit that son of a bitch. Yes, yeah. so great. What's funny is and though, Dune. Oh, lots of great movies. Right. Too. What's funny about her is that like you're saying it's her film debut. Mm-hmm. I'm shocked because it's she's the kind of like uh, character actress that I imagine was doing things since the 60s. Oh sure, right, right? yeah. And and I'm shocked about this, right? But she doesn't really have much to do in no. this. I just found it was funny. I was like, I like who to are ringside. these two? What's that? <laughs> ringside. Yes. Yeah. Right. It's so. That's another thing too is that I guess that's the same person, right? The large guy, right? Yeah. Is Oxblood from this next scene or like the following scene. Sure. Uh but I didn't I didn't think it was. I didn't connotate because he's the way he's dressed is like a little sailor boy or something. Yeah. Right. In this scene. And then he's like a, a huge bodybuilder uh boxer. Mm-hmm. Which he's dressed like a wrestler, not a boxer. And then we see him later. 
in the background in the village just back to normal. It's almost like, like it never there's happened. a cast of characters that lives on this and every once in a while they go into their roles, you know, and then they come right back to who they are. It's just bizarre. It, it, it didn't it seem like Oxblood just came into town? Yeah. Look, right? He rode in. Yeah. yeah. But he was already there. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got the ship somewhere on reserve for, <laughs> to just uh, uh, kind of uh, go around the bay and right? and pretend to arrive. Yes. Right. A floating well, boxing ring. So after this, uh, we we have Popeye who ran into olive oil and is like, oh, you're running away. Let me help you carry your bags. Uh, they get distracted for a moment. Some random troll of a person comes down a spiral staircase, drops off a baby in a basket, oh. and now Popeye is the new mutter yeah. of, of, of a little baby, which they wind up calling Sweet Pea. The cutest film baby of all time. Which is the producer's grandson. Yeah. Uh, Almonds. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Now they have Sweepy. Sweepy's been introduced into the film, uh, and and Popeye kind of adopts him, you know, without the legalities of it all. Because well, it was like, "Hey, Mister Ugly Sailor, take my baby till he's twenty four." Really I'll come, re- yeah. I'll come I'll reclaim come, him. Yeah. <laughs> reclaim. Yeah. I don't think. I don't think, she'll yeah. leave. I don't think that's how it works. No. But um, so then after this, Popeye and Olive Oil. Which I could not understand why they went back. Maybe because they have a baby now, but they go back, they go back yeah. to Olive Oil's home. And that's where Bluto sees them and turns red and turns everything he sees red, right? Which I was like, oh, some yeah. color right? in this film. Uh, and then just beats Popeye to a pulp, right? Mm-hmm. Which is, I think... The rag doll of Popeye <laughs> is so disturbing to me. It oh, looks like creepy. a real dead human body, yeah. like spinning down in this. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, and this is uh, this is that kind of confusion too of how strong Popeye is with or without the spinach because he gets his ass handed to him here. But then one scene later versus Oxblood, Oxblood finally throws a punch and it, it like he doesn't phase him at all. Yeah. So you're like, what is the the what are the rules? Right. There are no rules, the rules unless you're the tax exist. man. Then yeah. there's a million rules. Uh. So, um, that scene's done. Then right? <laughs> right, like that's that's the thing is too. As I describe each scene, it's like, well, that's done. On to the next bit. Like Jared said, like right. everything's just kind of a bit mm-hmm. with small scenes to interlock the whole movie as a whole. So now we kind of established that Sweet Pea is kind of clairvoyant. Like uh, he predicts certain. Uh, what what's the thing he he predicts before the horse races? There's something that kind of leads to it. Right. Olive oil and Popeye are testing him. Yeah. And, uh, oh, is Popeye going to die? You know, and is he going to survive? Uh huh. Oh, yeah. And he's, and he's going to, uh, so he gonna no make proof. It? Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Enough, that's the thing. There's no anything that he prognosticates correctly. I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, my God. Look, he pooped his pants just like so I much, said he would. So much that he communicates. He yeah. says, uh uh-uh, uh, and he whistles when it's yes. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. So they kind of introduce him to the rest of the Which incidentally was was that other character from Popeye cartoon. He had a Jeep. Jeep yeah. would do that. Eugene the Jeep. They gave that to a baby. Which I'm glad that they <laughs> yes. I mean, if they would have done Eugene the Jeep, this would have went completely off yeah. the rails because he's kind of like um <laughs> from, Fli- from Flintstones, the Martian little he's guy. He's the scrappy doo of the Popeye you know? universe. Yeah. Oh yeah, where you're just like, No, now mm-hmm. you've yeah. you've gone too far. So uh they also establish that uh, olive oil and Popeye are starting to kind of feel things for each other, mm-hmm. but 
it's not really romantically done well. They're just kind of bickering, and they get so close to like making out or well, then kissing. There's, there's and you're also just like, Don't kiss. they have a baby. There's yeah. there's the song where Popeye's like singing about loving Sweet Pea, but then it's like it switches over to Olive Oil, and she's like, "I love him a lot," and she's directly <laughs> staring at Popeye, and Popeye's like, "Yeah, the baby's really great." And she's like. <laughs> He's strong. Yeah. He's like, why? We're singing about a baby, but you're staring at me. Right. It's like, ooh, that was but, a creepy song. And uh, I think we, so. There, there was uh, for her to know that he's strong and stuff like that. We did skip the oxblood right. fight yeah. scene, but like, literally, it's it's the big brute, quote unquote, comes into town, even though he's been living there the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Um, destroys Olive Oil's brother. Like, literally, kicks him across the bay. Cast like, I'm like, that guy's dead. Like, he's just dead, right? And uh, the whole thing is, it's very much just like um, the wrestling match from Spider-Man 1. It's just basically, like, if you can survive a round in the ring, you get money, right? And they're trying to raise money to rebuild the house that Bluto destroyed, right? And I guess nobody's going to have the balls to actually be like, you owe us money because it's Bluto, and he can just bop you on the head, and your neck can just shrink into your body. (laughs) So... uh, they they decided that, that that they had to raise money somehow. So Popeye, when he sees him uh, destroy Olive Oil's brother, jumps into the ring. His clothes fall off him, and he's like had boxing clothes on the entire entire time, I guess, and uh, just destroys uh, Oxnard. Just or not Oxnard. <laughs> <laughs> I think Oxblood. Oxnard. Oxnard has been destroyed. The whole town. And gets the money, and the house, I guess, will get rebuilt. We don't see it get rebuilt, but it will eventually. Oh, I saw that we saw the photos on Wikipedia. The house is That's right. Yeah. That's how it got done. Probably, I don't know. <laughs> and repainted. So this is where, I, I guess, that would show how that he starts yeah. falling for him. He's, he's um, uh, what's it called? He's strong. Strong. But at the same time... Like the motive, she doesn't re- seem to realize. In my mind, I was like, "Well, his motivation is that like he also lost his house because <laughs> he lives That's there true. too, right?" So there is more motivation than just being like, "I'm going to be good for the oils," you know? Like, mm, no, there's more. He has a baby to take care yeah. of now. He needed to win this. Uh, so Wimpy kidnaps the baby, basically. Well, kind of like offers to babysit him. I hate Wimpy. Yeah, Wimpy's annoying, man. I there are Well, like, he is in the cartoon, too. There are like characters in movies, though, that like I just can't stand, and I literally... Part of me is like, I would enjoy your death. Like, uh... <laughs> like, there's a a, a a turkey in the movie Chicken Little. I had to watch it at the summer camp thing, like but I little. really wanted to murder this turkey because he just stops like, oh, look, a penny, and everything would have been fine in the movie if the turkey hadn't stopped the entire town to look at a penny on the ground. <laughs> uh, and then the turkey survives. <laughs> I just, I hate stupid characters that do stupid things. He basically sold a baby for a hamburger. Yeah. Well, that was his bit in, in I the don't cartoon. care. That's a human life for a hamburger. Jeez. That's like, there was a... A um, a murderer that their mom um sold them to a sixty year old man when she was like uh twelve or thirteen for three beers in Popeye. No, 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 in in actual human life. <laughs> this movie a, I, it goes everywhere. No, it right? goes everywhere. <laughs> hey, welcome to the show. <laughs> who, is this, who is this movie <laughs> when for? Is it happening? Yeah, no, that's a real life thing. But yeah. it's like, why would you sell a per like people do it though? Right. Makes, oh god. So, but I just hate he hate takes Wimpy. Some... Yeah, he takes the uh, Sweepy to the horse races, which 
How does an electronic horse racing machine work? Honestly, I don't know. They're like, actually kind of fun. <laughs> what? They're actually kind of fun. Well, uh, it's ran- it's a random pulleys. So there's a randomization. That's to it. what yeah. I mean. Like that's it's like a slot machine. There's a randomness to it. Yeah. Okay, because in my mind, you crank a wheel. And I'm it, thinking. Yeah. I'm thinking all gears are the same, and they're just going to turn at the same speed and things like that. So that's what I was curious Always about. Bet on number six. <laughs> yeah, I know it says number six same, every time. Right? Yeah. 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 Uh, that but that was my because I know that these do exist and that there's was, one in Long that Beach. Was a curiosity. It's a huge building. Oh, they have a bunch of them. Yeah, High really? Lines, High Lines, I think it's called. Yeah, yeah it's on. Um, ooh, wow, Atlantic. Atlantic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Long Beach Boulevard. Not sure. Wow, like what a racket! <laughs> it's just like if I should just go do that. What am I doing here? Like people will just bet on. Fake horses? Don't please gamble. don't, man. There's please no don't. Please don't. Do no, I not meant do that. not here in the building. No, no I, I know meant. that. <laughs> but gambling <laughs> is just dumb. Yeah, no. But you don't win. I don't understand. Unless you have a clairvoyant baby. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So then Popeye gets upset that everybody is like kind of okay with the baby doing this kind of thing. And he's kind of not in control of his own baby. That Yeah. Right? Until... And, until, until he sees all the sex he, workers and starts singing. Until a song number comes on. Right? And then he I am what I am, and I am what I am, and repetition, and I am what I am. Yep. Which would be great, and probably is the most memorable song sure. of the film, but it's also the not the... Yeah, because it's The only reason tra- it's memorable is <laughs> because it's in the movie's trailer. No, because he... It's it's an iconic phrase that Popeye says in the cartoon that then gets turned into a song, yeah. so there's more to it sure. than just, he's large. I mean, you know, uh, food. But the problem is that anything that isn't I am what I am, I can't understand what he's singing. So I mm. can't remember the lyrics. I can't sing along. Like, in, I can't I can't drive down the street playing this soundtrack and be able to sing along. <laughs> Those ones are actually fun. It'd be worth you kind of throwing on the subs for that one. It's, it's a fun little, I'm like, sure self, it is. you know, acceptance, whatever, <laughs> empowerment song. You know? Well, and it's funny. We just... Um, we, no, we, I'm picturing Jonathan like driving out here with the windows down, like, singing, I, I am, am what I am, what I am. Doing the YouTube lyric <laughs> video <laughs> version of it. Yeah. Like, I am what I am. Okay, I got that part. All right. How and many then yams I, yam I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if Becky has um, two yams. It's very it's very interesting. We just did uh, uh, Return to Newcomb High. Yep. And they had Lemmy, rest yep. in peace, on there. And um, uh, Lloyd talked about how when they did Tromeo and Juliet, they did not subtitle him, and he had the most lines in the entire movie, mm. and he regretted it. So when they put him back in The Return of Newcomb, they put subtitles. Uh, and what I feel is interesting is that you can't do that in this film because, like, that film's self-referential. It's okay like to, to go off the rails and stuff like that. But you needed it so bad in this film and the copy I had uh, was digital, so I didn't have subtitles. And I, so I'm just sitting there being like, "All right, going on to the next scene, I guess," because yeah. I don't like it's it context clues about thank everything you. else. That's what I, sometimes it gets all messed up in yeah. my own mouth, and I need subtitles. Those things that made me know what the other thing was based on what they were. <laughs> That's what I meant. Yes, <laughs> context clues. So uh, then after this. There, the tax man comes to to collect more taxes from Popeye. He mistakenly knocks him into the the slide into the water. Everybody cheers. Popeye is now hero of the town, right? Basically, yeah. anything that Popeye does, people are cheering him on. Meanwhile, also, uh, Bluto has hired Wimpy to kidnap 
Sweet Pea, right? Yes. And I'm like, he just did this like five minutes For ago, and he's doing it again, yeah. right? Uh, and so now Bluto has Sweet Pea and is trying to get him to tell him where this treasure is. A treasure that has never been established. We're an hour and a half into this movie, and now there's just some random treasure. And at the same time, we're we are introduced to the Commodore, which happens to also be Pappy. Pappy, thank Poop you, Pappy. Right? Aloha, Mister Hand. Right? Yes. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For those of you who uh, are unfamiliar with the the work of Ray uh, Walston, it's also uh, I'd say most of our audience would be around the uh, time of. Um, uh, damn it! That's time to thank you, on, yeah. thank you. Right, which I'm unfortunately not a fan of. It's another movie that is uh, a little like it's dark. I don't know. It's a sad where... movie. Yeah, it's a teen comedy that's not a teen comedy. No, it's, you know, it's a, yeah, it's it's good. I love it, but it's it's a. I don't watch it for laughs. No, yeah. no, because you you don't know how to feel by the end. You're like, one girl had an abortion. Yeah. This other guy over here. Like, there's a robbery by the end. You're like, what? Is this right? right? But I love Ray Walston in that movie. Yes. Oh my god. Oh no, yeah. he's one of <laughs> yeah. the like him and Sean Penn, Sean Penn together. Yeah. Uh, like, and they're inter- I would have watched a whole movie of like like him, his class, right? You know, in that film. But he and and like I mentioned in the beginning of this episode, he is killing it with his Popeye impression. Sure. Yeah. Honestly, like if they shaved him, I'm like, oh, that's Popeye too. Like yeah. somebody just took on the role of Popeye, Popeye halfway through the film, because uh, he's doing really well. But he seems to have buried a treasure that he mentioned to Bluto, and now Bluto wants Sweepy to predict where the treasure is. That's not how Sweepy's powers work. <laughs> well, I think it's right. kind of like, is it to the left? Uh-uh. Is it to the right? <whistles> All right. And then you move a little bit. Okay, now is it to the left? <laughs> is it to the right? You just so keep going. It's a <laughs> game of hotter, colder. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I guess somebody who's – oh, Wimpy is now – looking at Sweepy and the whole interaction from a telescope. And we don't know why. And saying what he sees out loud, and Olive Oil see, uh, hears this, and is like, you know where Sweepy is. And they do the whole Temple of Doom bridge play. Thing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what that is. And they go to Popeye, and Popeye doesn't believe that uh, Bluto has Sweepy, which is like, why wouldn't you? Like, yeah. the baby's on an island, Right. Like, pretty sure it didn't go far. Hit Even though hit there's hit an hit. entire song and sequence where he writes a letter to Sweepy and sends it on its way on a bottle. Which, and I'm by like, the way... Yeah. Did you think that the baby swam off the island? If I may, a beautiful little melody. It's cute. I love that song. Yeah? I love that little, you know, Sleep, Sweep, Sweepy, whatever you call that song. It, uh, to me, that's that's the moment where I get all gushy in the movie. And the one moment in the well, whole because movie. Because it's quiet uh, and it's, it's quiet subtle. and it's a pretty and the instrumentation's pretty and the violin and everything. But yeah, so now that we have a high noon moment, yes. literally, where the whole town's like, we're behind you, but we can't help you. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. they all go, and uh, Popeye goes into Bluto's ship, does not see Bluto or Sweepy. They sneak they out sneak behind out him. right behind him. <laughs> right? But he does see his own father, and his father denies having a child at first, and they have this whole, look at, look at me eye, look at me pipe, you know? And you're like, all right, cool. Like, obviously, you guys are the same person. Yeah. But then... I guess this is where I was kind of like, what What are they saying? What are they doing? Somewhere it's established that he's like, yeah, we got to go get your baby. And then we have this weird, slow-moving boat chase. Yeah. But what I love yes. about that scene, though, is is I'll prove to you you're not my son, 
eat the spinach. No, I won't eat yeah. the spinach. See, when you were a kid, you never ate your spinach. So wait, what are we proving here? Hey, uh, 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 <laughs> hey, that is that is a rock solid proof right there. That it's not his son? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because when he was a kid, he wouldn't eat his spinach? Right. That was wild. Uh, yeah, I mean, that that holds up in court. Let me it tell does. you, it does absolutely. <laughs> like, nah, I want it. My my client will not eat spinach. So, <laughs> and meanwhile, throughout the slow moving boat test. chase, you've just got Ray Walston screaming over and over about how much he hates children. It's it's just this insane <laughs> rant, Joey, which Joey. I'm like, I don't think he's lying. I think the actor doesn't like children. And it's and barely a song. It's not, I see. That's what I was questioning too. Is this or is this not a song? It's there's a some notes. And there's music, there's uh, instrumentation, but what he's doing is there's just a pantamer to it a little he's bit. He's ranting, but then every time you think you're like, you oh, sit he's there on, and you raise them and you tend on the school, fooey, and he's just ranting the whole the whole boat ride, right? And and you also because it doesn't feel like a song, you're like, he's repeating himself too, <laughs> because like songs have like a chorus that repeats the same lyrics, mm-hmm. and that's what this actually is, right? But it, he's not singing. Right, but he's also not like doing like a a pantameter type rap or anything. Like it's not like, and the kids these days that are better about sure. like right. He's just kids these days are better. And you're just like, uh, this is a man who's actually gone insane right just here on camera. Yeah, no one in the boat's like, sir, are you okay? Like, do you need to sit down? Nothing. Like, yeah, nothing right. Else. So. They go to a little, another little island, like off off the coast there, and uh, this is where. Uh, what is it called? Where Pirate Ed Wood Bay. takes over the film, and yeah, <laughs> is, uh, and that's that's what I mean. Like it, it, this becomes the final set piece. We never leave this area after this. Uh, Bluto docks his ship. Uh, he's also kidnapped Olive Oil, which we didn't actually see happen, but he stuffed her in, like, a, yeah, a pipe. I was wondering about that. I was like, how did she get in there? Right? Did she fall in? Like, which, it, this is the thing about it being a cartoon, but certain things are missing. Like, you would expect to, like, throw her over the shoulder, legs kicking in the air, kind of yeah. like, save me! It Plus, never happens. How she floating in there? Because we established that her feet are in the water, and she's right? not touching anything. No. So, essentially, she... <laughs> Yeah. Should have sang. She should have sang. Yeah. Because yeah. she's and she, but she's just level headed in the pipe. Uh, it's yeah. Well, let's should've... not think about it too much. Yeah, Our minds right? might melt. Yeah. And also, she's she has no buoyancy to her whatsoever. So <laughs> I don't know how that's happening. But yes, he rips her out of the steam pipe, I guess, which we don't see, and sticks her in the water so that she floats along, and she's there the whole time to be a um, a person in distress later on. <laughs> Uh, what also happens is that Pappy has a floating pier, <laughs> and that's what they're chasing it's them in. It's a really in. fancy houseboat. Yeah, right? Uh, Dock boat. House. I mean, there's a lot of fancy, like, because same thing, Ox, Oxblood. Yeah. Waterworld, you're right, totally right. You were yeah. right. Um, and they crash, and the boat is sinking, and this is where uh, uh, Pappy is saying ass every other word. Oh, yeah. Haul ass. Haul ass. Yeah, yeah. right? Haul ass. And Popeye, yeah. as he dives off the sinking ship, is like, mm, I around shit. Right? And you're yeah. like, what? I think he said ship. He said shit. He said shit. Oh, he did. He actually, totally said shit. In IMDb, it says the first Disney film to use the word shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, he says shit. I had to look it up because I'm like, did he just say shit? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I probably just heard wrong. My ears aren't so great. Right? Well, I'm with you. I wasn't sure if it was ship or shit, so that's why I looked it up. And I'm like, oh, no, he said shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, nobody, the way he yelled it was yeah. definitely shit. Like, you don't go shit. Well, and I think the yeah. context was he used shit instead of ship. 
Like you're supposed to go. Did he just say what he said? He said, but we shouldn't and, be questioning the jokes. I, I agree. <laughs> I totally agree. Uh, and then a giant octopus comes out of nowhere. <laughs> it's a really good giant octopus. Doesn't though. blink. It looks pretty amazing. It's better than yeah. Ed Wood's it's octopus. It's a hollow, <laughs> hollow octopus, which is interesting. Yes. Close-ups of him punching the octopus in the head are really it's interesting. A, it has a 20 leagues feeling yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Um, but nobody seems to be too concerned about said octopus at any Except given time. Except for the poor actor who played Sweet Pea. Yeah. Okay. Traumatized beyond his wits by these tentacles that are coming up. This, this child is freaking out. I wish that's the actor I wish was sitting here with <laughs> us, right? To be like, all right, like, are you a sound human being? Are you terrified of fish now? Like, or water or anything? Because this baby actually goes down with the ship in the water. Like, I guess they must they must have plucked him immediately. But that was a live baby that was blinking oh, yeah. no, crying as I it went down. I was thinking of those scenes, like there's a scene in City of Lost Children where the really creepy old man is screaming right in the baby's face and the baby's flipping out. Or um, what's another one? Uh, oh, The Godfather. When yes. he's ad-libbing and he puts the orange in his mouth, he goes, Arr! and the kid goes, ah, and puts his hands yeah. up. Like, this poor Sweepy is flipping out because there are giant tentacles Real slapping tentacles, his face. Right? Uh, and then... When Pappy rescues him, that baby is actually suspended on, on a, a hook, hook over top of the water set. Yes. Like, that's a lot of things happening for this child. That and the fact that he had to look at people like Ryan Williams with the weird face. <laughs> th- like, for, like, this child, I, I want to know if he's a sound human Robert Altman goes full Joe It builds character. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just gives right? him something to talk about more, later More than life. this film did. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, the, the, the octopus then grabs olive oil and and pulls her down and and finally. Uh, meanwhile, this is happening. Olive oil is being taken down, but Bluto and Popeye are having like a waist high fight, like with a lot of water splashing sword at the fight camera. Too, at yes, a sword fight. Like, Didn't know they were pirates. I thought they were sailors. It's a different thing. Yeah. Um, and then finally. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Huh. You're right. <laughs> and then, uh, poop deck. Uh, Pappy throws a spinach can at at Popeye's head, right? Which Popeye's like, I don't actually, eat the spinach. Which actually got uh, Robin Williams to need stitches and cause a production halt for weeks. Ha! True story, right? Um, but he throws a spinach can. Popeye like doesn't eat the spinach. Still is like no, right? And Bluto get the worst looking food in the world. Oh, God, God, it was I, in a movie. No, Baby it was diarrhea. Like, yeah, it looked like mashed up seaweed. Like it's it like just... literally if you ate too much cooked spinach and then shat it all out. <laughs> like that's what it looks like. I'm not kidding. Wow, I'm not joking. <laughs> yeah, um, but Bluto. Causes his own demise, yes. quote unquote, not real demise, but like force feeds him the spinach as oh, like God, torture. It's so gross looking. Yeah, and then you would think when he shoves it yeah. into his mouth, he literally like takes his fingers and like pushes it into Robin right? Williams' mouth. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and you would think that. You would kind of get more iconic Popeye at this point. Maybe you would hear like da 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 da. No, it's still like it's just. It's like, the I'm same ready to stuff, fight now. The same stuff we've seen. No. The only thing that is very iconic here is the Popeye underwater using his pipe as a, uh, like a S- some, periscope. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like but that was before he even ate the spinach, I thought. 
Because that's Maybe. when he's going from the houseboat. <laughs> like, I get lost in that's this part, too. That's when he's going too. from the houseboat to Bluto. He uses it in this Bluto. case for yeah. air. Like, he, like, okay. shoots across the water, and it's, like, up in the air. Yeah. I, either way, like, I'm just like, all right, finally some real Popeye stuff here. Because, like, he doesn't really, you know, do any of the comical, like, right. decking that normally he would do in a cartoon or anything like that. Even yeah. the only more cartoon Ooh. thing where I was like, finally, is after he eats the spinach, he submerges himself in water or is, like, being drowned by Bluto or something. And then a gigantic version of his hand, like, punches Bluto, like, uppercuts him. And we see that, right? It was just this gigantic, like... I don't know, like fish spear. It was, of a, like, it was just, I, it looked like a fin. I do love Bluto parting the water to get a clearer view of what's yes. going on. That's the best. He just puts his hands in it and parts the water well, to wipe it clean. Sometimes clear some bubbles, <laughs> you know? Punch. Um, and then Popeye takes on, he saves olive oil by punching the, the squid. And I guess... Like, he does a round-out punch underwater and punches the squid out, and he flies into the air and off-screen. And then... Bluto's uh, Bluto... outfit turns yellow. Yep, yep, because he's yellow. And he's like... Mm, like a and I love this one. He's like, man, it's chicken, I'll see. <laughs> right? And I was like, oh, finally, a joke that I could hear. Uh-huh. Uh, and then they do the Popeye the Sailor Man, and Robin Williams is dancing on a platform that's, ha- like, submerged in a half an inch of water. Yeah. And then dives off the end of it, and that's the end of the movie. The end. That's just the end of the movie. Fade out on Sweepy. Dunzo. Yeah. Oh, yeah, fade out. No, it's fade out. Um, it's on Popeye's face. Is it on Popeye? Like a circle. Oh, yeah, I thought yeah. it was Sweepy. Okay, yeah. 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 No. Oh, that's right. He comes out of the water. Yeah, there yeah, yeah, is yeah. a circle on yeah, yeah. Sweepy when the te- telescope. Earlier. Earlier. That's right. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. so, like, there's the confusion because it happens yeah. multiple times. Also, this this movie has... A weird transition. Remember when he gets drilled into the pier uh-huh. when he gets fl- oh, and there's a star that comes flying out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I was like, oh, we're one. using Windows Movie Maker here. <laughs> but I'm with you on that on that fight at the end because it, it, all of the Popeye, the the rolling punching bag arms, all that, they throw all that out at the beginning. Yeah. Yes. They don't save any big. Now I've had my spinach and I'm going to kick some serious ass. Exactly. To the end. It's just always there. Right. So it's almost implied that to beat Bluto specifically, one must have spinach. Right. Yeah. But what's weird is that, like, this is established a little bit like a superhero movie sure. in the form of, like, by the climax, you have to give them the thing that would make them beat the bad guy. So, sure. like, like, maybe this would have worked a little bit better if it was established that Popeye, although a, a brave man, might not exactly, just like in the cartoon, usually two minutes it would be like, oh, I'm having this problem and I can't seem to really fix it, you right. know? And, like, and then eventually we get the spinach, save the day, end of cartoon, right? Same thing needs to happen here, but that means that he would have to lose more fights throughout the movie and kind of be like uh, somebody who's down on his luck, and finally discovers spinach. If this yeah. was, if this was a movie of like the origin of Popeye, and it's like, oh my god, spinach was my not kryptonite, whatever the right. opposite of kryptonite, you know, <laughs> which is nothing because that's a fake thing. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> just the sun, the yeah. serum, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, then it would have worked, but we see him have multiple fights which he wins sure without question right so yeah but, you're right just bluto but then we get to see the treasure oh which is mm. which is it's sweet it's like bronzed baby boots that the, the treasure is all the 
Popeye's little things from yeah. when he was little. So Pappy I has... thought it was going to be a bunch of cans of spinach. There's one in there. So for a second, I'm like, really? It's spinach? I'm like, oh, the spinach just happens to be in there. It's, or maybe it's a spinach uh, that he would never eat. Yeah. But it's all of Popeye's baby things. Right. And the little picture says, me, me son. <laughs> Written literally says, me son. <laughs> me son. Uh, right? Uh, I, 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 there, so there are some really cute things. Yeah. And it's the kind of movie that... You want them to work. Yeah. yeah. You want it to work. And here's and the thing. Want... They work for me. Okay. But but I am aware that they work, that they didn't effectively do it well enough. Right. Like, I'm able to just kind of go in there and feel it, and but but I'm aware that it wasn't effectively pulled off. So, you know? uh, to start start wrapping the end here, yes, sir. right, uh, there's a couple things that we do. One is uh, called the W's, right? Who is this movie for? Why oh, would you watch it? Where would you watch it? <laughs> sure. Things like that, right? Now, I know, um, you know, you're, you're screening it here. Sure. So, like, of course, there's the obvious being like, it's for everyone. Come see it. But, like, if we're being very honest about sure. it and we've asked this question multiple times in this episode already is who is this for and stuff like so we've actually been trying to answer the w's this whole episode and i think it's still not something that i've been able to pinpoint well the context is we i kind of try like i love themes Mm -hmm. i love theming things up well that's our whole job at at, at at disney and (laughs) and what the three films that i had programmed this month Mm -hmm. for our family matinees which was Coraline, Mm -hmm. fantastic mr fox and Popeye okay. was that all three of them are um, of a signature style mm-hmm. and all three of them really work, f- I think, for children and adults. Yeah. Whether or not one likes them or not, sure. they work for both. Kids can watch Coraline. It gets, and, you know, there are moments in all three films that are a little dark that mm-hmm. could scare kids. Yeah. Um, there are moments in all three films that are really sophisticated and, and have heavier themes, but there's nothing in all three films that kids couldn't see you know there's no nudity there's no um graphic violence um and so i think popeye effective or not um works for both who is it made for i haven't the slightest idea i don't know the intent i mean disney made it Mm -hmm. and disney back then this is pre-touchstone pre-hollywood pictures they were not making adult films yet they weren't they you know, watch her in the oh. woods. Watch her in the woods. Maybe was are, a little... are they making adult films now? <laughs> well, uh, well, no, but like, <laughs> like I mean, wow. Touchstone. Uh, you know, I think I think um, there were some R-rated Touchstone films. No, I was yeah, talking yeah. about adult, adult. Oh right. <laughs> gosh, Mickey, yeah. what you got in there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Oh, gosh. Booty in the yeast. No, uh, but um, yeah. the uh, <laughs> what the hell did I just come up with? Um. <laughs> Yeah, right? We'll do, uh, we'll do that in a future episode when, yeah. when Jonathan shoots it. But no, we um, I believe Disney thought this was for kids. I I believe that they brought in Robert Evans, who is, I believe, the person that was arrested on set for okay. doing cocaine. I mean, you know, and I won't speak... I, I don't know that what the story is with Robin Williams, but obviously he had a problem. I don't know if he had a problem at this time. Oh, but, did, but I, I, I didn't know that part of oh, it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. For a while. But... um. You know, I believe that Disney maybe set out to make a kids' film, but they brought in Paramount, who had a great relationship with Robert Evans, who'd done The Godfather for them, and and Rosemary's Baby, now, who didn't make kids' films. He made The Godfather and, right, uh, and and some great classics. And maybe there was a little bit of a creative class. I don't know. Like, I mean, a documentary should be made about this film. 
And what's you know, sad Altman's is gone, but Evans we'll never be able to get the real answers because the majority of yeah. cast and crew that would have like probably the most key insight sure. have passed. Or, yeah. or, or in Shelley's case, and, yeah, poor thing, you know, or, or probably or, doesn't recall it at poor this thing. point. Yeah, you know? no, um, it's yeah, no, absolutely. And I think Harry Nelson's passed away. Robert Altman's passed away. So we gotta find Sweepy. Yeah. <laughs> like he's the only one that probably got the stories passed down to him. You know, Castor you know? Castor is probably the one that has all the stories, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, Wimpy, right. Wimpy's, Wimpy's, <laughs> right? got all, Wimpy's got all the. Um, so yeah, I that's that's a good one for me. Uh, my W's would be like who 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 would watch this? Watch it, you know, go and uh, hopefully it's on Netflix one day, and you have kids and turn it on for them. Do you either know? of like, you smoke marijuana? Uh, I used to. Would this work not. as a stoner film? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think I think you would just kind of tune out because slow. it's so long. Yeah, yeah. and bleak. Okay, yeah. so yeah. like that's a great question. Actually, that that, that might be a new bit. <laughs> do Do you need weed? That's another W. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what, what? How do you inebriate yourself? So to watch this movie, right? Because like drugs, some of the the top one well, of the top yeah, maybe films, like a, like you know, like rum, you know, like yeah. a good sailor's <laughs> rum, you know. Well, because we we have we did this with uh, Slumber Party one, and we did it with Silent Night Deadly Night two. Yeah. Is that we found drinking games for them, sure. and we had a blast because we were able to take something that could be painful to watch and turn it into an absolute fun time. I'm not quite sure that this is redeemable in those ways. No. Well, and the other thing too with with by in certain films that I, that I program is is there are certain movies where I wonder will seeing this wide and on the big screen change anything mm-hmm. is there enough to look at is there I don't <laughs> I don't know but you well, know, you'll be able to see the whole town in one shot yeah. you'll be able to see <laughs> a lot of brown hues <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I, that's a good question, man. We st- that's the thing we started with a W. I don't know who this movie's for. Yeah, no, you know? absolutely. Uh, so. Little extra trivia: the the "He Needs Me" song mm-hmm. was also used in something that I really love as an independent film, uh, "Punch Drunk Love." Yeah, I mean, uh, turned out to be the main theme that was recurring throughout the whole and movie. Used really well. Yes, absolutely. Did not know it was attached to this until I really uh, and I went, "Oh, yes!" Right. Uh, a little background history on the production here is that the idea for Popeye the Musical had its basis in a bidding war uh, between Columbia and Paramount. Hmm. Uh, they were trying to bid on the rights to Annie the Musical. Hmm. Oh. When Paramount lost that, Robert uh, Robert Evans uh, found out uh, that he he that they lost the bidding war, and he held an executive meeting and basically asked, "What comic strip characters do we own?" And somebody at the end of the table was like, uh, "Popeye," and he was like, "Do it," and that was so. It. Maybe that's her answer. It was it was put together as a it's like, reactionary exercise. It's like, oh my god, they're making volcano. Let's make Dante's right. peak. You know, or uh, what was the other one? Uh, Deep Impact versus Armageddon. Right. You know, like they're like, oh, they're making comet movies. We got to make comet movies. Or sure. Jaws and uh, Deep Blue Sea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, exactly. Um, <laughs> Star but yeah, Wars and so that's a, that's a good yeah. example. Um, also, uh, Evans was commissioned. Uh, he commissioned Jules uh, Pfeiffer to yep. write the script. In that's right, another big name. Right? I mean, yeah, absolutely. Um, in 1977, he said. So they w- were trying to do this in 77. It mm. took three to four years to accomplish this. Um, he said that he wanted Dustin Hoffman to play Popeye. Hmm. 
Um, and opposite of Lily Tomlin. Oh, that would have oh, been fun. Very interesting. Yeah. Hey, and then they ended up together in I Heard Huckabees. Uh, yeah. As yes. the therapist couple. Yes. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Uh, you should play that one. I, love I will movie. be here opening night for whenever you play that. That may be a good director Huckabees. series with Three Kings. And, yeah, no, yeah. Sure. I love Three Kings. Not not enough people saw that. And um, watch Three Kings. John Schlesinger was uh, uh, set to direct. Oh my God! <laughs> now, did John Schlesinger bring in Harry Nelson? Because um, you know John Schlesinger did Midnight Cowboy, I'm... which features probably Harry Nelson's most famous song. Well, if you don't count, you know, can't live without you. But mm-hmm. uh, certainly, everything everybody's talking. That's interesting. I didn't, I didn't know that. More than likely. I mean, huh. we're talking about three years of like yeah. uh, like casting wars and stuff like that because also in the running, John which Schlesinger. I would have loved, yeah. um, uh, Gilda Radner was up for Olive Oil. Oh, yeah. that would have been cute. It would have been great. But still, Shelley Duvall, man. She had the yeah. build for no, it. Yeah. yeah. It just would have been a different- Who uh, would you cast now of today's ooh, speed, of, speed of that? See, the, I, I always want to think about this Emma kind of Stone. stuff. Emma Stone. Oh, she got the big eyes and everything. Oh, that'd yeah. be great. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. She's a very cartoon character. Yeah. No. No, that's 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 pretty solid. There's <laughs> a. Is it? Ah, uh, there's a. Uh, I don't want to hold or up the show. Amanda no, you're not. I mean, uh, that's why a you're comedy here. sketch show with two actresses. Uh, is it Broad City? Oh, yeah. and the and the little yes. kind of like dark hair. She's too girl. short, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, but she would be great for that uh, facial structure. The one I'm thinking of, uh, not. Not Broad City, but the uh, kind of the two folk singer girls. Yes, okay. yes, Garfunkel and Oates. Yes. Gar- Garfunkel and Oates is yes. correct. That's what I'm thinking the, of. The, exactly. The black hair, the, the, the brunette. Yeah. She's also in Big Bang Theory yes. as Kutha Pauly's little girlfriend. She's, but she's for a little too bit. petite. Yeah, absolutely. That would that would be That'd my be pick. Uh, she has the look. She has the facial like the that look. Sure. You know, they probably had to make her look taller, but other than that, that that would be my pick. Yeah. Uh, that's that's yeah, that's a good one. So. Um, Finish it out. Uh, we also have. Uh, do you have any new taglines that you would do for this now? Now that you've experienced it, we discovered one earlier. Can you go back to what the German name of this film is? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The new tagline for Popeye is um. "Der Seemann mit dem Hartenschlag." <laughs> Once again, "Der Seemann mit dem Hartenschlag." The seaman with the what did I say? The hard hit, the hard punch. I think the it was. hard punch. The seaman with the hard yeah. punch. Well, the seaman with the, the, seaman hard, with the hard blow. That was it. All right, the seaman with the hard blow. Right, hard blow. The seaman with the hard blow. And boy, did they do the blow! Oh my god! And did it blow? There was just a lot of blow. Um, it just blew. They did a lot of blow on set. Yeah. <laughs> I have one. Um, Popeye, it is what it is. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, I like that. And Popeye, then, um, the failure man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Popeye, a sinking ship of a film. <laughs> <laughs> um. Um, so our finally, uh, we had an opinion about this film. Uh, clearly, if it's on the show, we thought it was a bomb. But some people did not share that opinion. It's time for Give Me Five. Um, yeah, because we don't have a theme song for Give Me Five yet. Um, number one, I, uh, I was disappointed because when you, when you look at the titles, people write titles for their reviews, sure. right? Nobody wrote the title strong to the finish, mm. <laughs> right? Uh-huh. I was like, come on somebody, right? So I did it, I guess, <laughs> like if I was going to do it. So here are three, um, interesting takes of people who thought, uh, meanwhile, these are, most of these I called from IMDb's. Amazon had 172 five-star reviews, and oh most God. of them were like, 
uh, so glad this made it on DVD. And I'm like, <laughs> that's it? Okay, great. Five right. stars. Like, uh, So, number one, written by Ryan N., uh, dated February 1999. His title, I ain't no physicist, but I knows what matters. <laughs> he writes, there are two movies I have seen in which every line is good and that I can watch dozens of times without becoming the slightest bit bored. Oh, God. <laughs> These are... The Big Lebowski and Popeye. Double feature at the Freedom. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just saw Popeye recently for the first time in about 12 years, and I can still recite it line for line from when I was a kid. I must have watched it 50 times. It was my babysitter. After I recently watched it, it was on again later that night, and I watched it all the way through again. It's a fantastic movie, and I'm blown away that the user rating is so low. All right. <laughs> All right. right. It's it's like <clears throat> some people really give five stars, I'm noticing, based on like a nostalgia and a repetitive sure. viewing nature other, rather than actually any merit. You know, like it's the kind of thing people will give that where probably they could have rated it five or six out of ten or something. But some oh, no, people just, just go to one or ten. Right. Yeah. Um. So next one is written by Comedy Fan Seven One Eight, dated December two thousand eight. Title: I feel sorry for anyone who doesn't like this movie. Uh, excuse me, this one's a little bit long. <laughs> he goes, "How could anyone not like this movie? Seriously, what is wrong with some people? I've read some negative comments about how people uh, can say they can't understand what Popeye says. They must be hearing impaired." Everything he says is hilarious. Some people say the songs stink. I guess some people have no taste in music. Run Reviewer says he walked out of the theater. Why are they at a children's movie anyway? Some people are really, really stupid. The songs alone would be worth the price of admission, even without all the great jokes that pop up every few seconds. This movie is a classic, heartwarming, and really funny version of a cartoon which I guess some people just don't understand. I really feel sorry for them. Go watch a gory or pretentious movie without uh, for people without hearts. If I, we took a shot for every time they said people, yeah. we would, yeah. <laughs> I guess what I want to know is what theater this person is going to where children can just walk into a movie without adults. Right? Yeah. Because well, that's kind of dangerous. I don't know if the yeah. person writing it is a child or an adult, but they were like, someone walked out of the theater. Why would they do that? You're an adult seeing this movie. And it's like, are you a kid reviewing this movie? <laughs> right. There's more, or but like, that was the you... good. But the passion. Yeah, yeah there's okay. some passion. There. Oh, there's more. Okay. No, there's more, but they, we're good. Yeah. Like, yeah. basically, they try to back up their um, their cause by uh, giving things that don't really uh, justify as good points where they're like, how can you say a movie's bad by if it made $50 million, like, uh, which is 30 huh. over its budget? I hate it's that like, argument. I hate that's that That's not... But the emoji argument. movie made eighty. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, You're yeah. a huge, like, uh, person of of saying don't back the emoji movie. Like, how could it have done what it did? Uh, it's a great. Well, I know why it did what it did, but I'm just saying, right. like, that argument of oh, well, it made tons of money. You know, uh, Transformers two, Batman and Rod. It's like no, these are not good movies. No, they just happen to make a lot of money. Well, because there's a hype and marketing machine behind a lot of this stuff that it sure. does what it does, uh, and it is what it is. <laughs> um, like I'm then, not a Titanic hater, but I know a lot of people are Titanic haters, and that right. movie made more money than God. Well, so, yeah, so. What's it? it's it's second now, second. only close uh, only to Avatar. Mm -hmm. yeah. No, wait. No, no, third now because of Star Wars. Third because of Force yeah. Awakens. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, 
but yeah, but also, how could you hate on that? Like, unless you're one of those people that just literally hated the hype machine that I, came that's what from I think it. it is. It's, like, the, think it's like Forrest Gump lot. hate. It's like, yeah, yeah how could yeah. you hate that? Yeah, yeah, right. So one last one. I love this one. Okay, because <laughs> this person, I can't tell if they're serious or not in their review, and it kind of sums up everything that we just did. Okay. Titled, uh, no, written by Llama Fly Garlic. I think that's how it's pronounced. But either way, uh, dated August 2008. Titled, Best Horror Slash Surrealist Movie I've Ever Seen. Ooh. Ready? Huh. I've seen a lot of scary movies. From slashers to thrillers to surrealist nightmares. Dream sequences and images that not only boggle the mind, but turn it inside out, upside down, Twist and morph and stretch and squeeze it until you're left with a bit of a vague recollection of what sanity and reality used to feel like. I've seen images that burn themselves into the psyche, haunting the mind and driving mad the most stable and well-grounded person you could think of. I've spent my waking life seeking out the most explicit, graphic, disturbing, demented, nausea-inducing combinations of sight and sound that the deranged depths of the horror cinema world, mainstream and underground, have to offer. And nothing, nothing compares to the mix of emotions brought about by Popeye. Robert Altman is truly an artistic genius, bringing to life a nightmarish world filled with incomprehensibility and pain. Like being a being lost in the woods at night, the film evokes a childlike fear and desperation. Robin Williams and Shelley Duvall make an amazing performance as Popeye and Olive, each of them bringing the two-dimensional characters with all their mannerisms and quirks to life. The special effects team takes the exaggerations and the subtle fantasy of comic-turned-cartoon and apply them to reality as though they were applying point to a paint to a wall. Which, that one's a weird, like... Have I lost you guys yet? I'm sorry. Like, this guy's very descriptive. I just tuned I'm, out, because I'm like... I'm thinking, like... No. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, you over-explained yourself at the start, being like, I've seen everything. Maybe... Like, no, I'm actually you, really no. proud of myself that I didn't... Stutter yeah, mostly you did really at all. Good. Maybe the yeah, <laughs> that's the best part. Maybe the answer to our earlier so, question is Popeye is best seen on like Echo Park Acid or something yeah, like that. Because right? I mean, yeah, now uh, I'm curious. So, so to sum it up, um, they saw every movie. Burden, move ever. over. Tarantino, get lost. King, take a hike. Never before has a big budget been devoted to making such a bizarre and erratic film so painstakingly. Never before has such. Uh, care and effort been put into making something so surreal and so staggeringly strange. Popeye is more, much, much more than a movie. It is the qu- uh, quintessential. I said it wrong. Quintessential. Yeah, Tarantino on the mind. So, so. Iota of human <laughs> emotion. It is love and hate and laughter and fear rolled into one. It's the worst film that has ever been made. Well. It speaks to the b- most basic part of humanity, the small voice inside all of us that looks perplexedly and asks, why? Five stars. What if Popeye was a collective experiment to describe to the audience, this is what it feels like to both be on the high of a cocaine uh, trip, That's what this but, also burdened, like. <laughs> but also burdened by the, the monkey on the back that is a cocaine addiction? What if Popeye is a cocaine addiction in two hours with all of its 
everything that it involves the pain the 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 bleakness but also the manicness and the rubberness and um loss of identity the the the, <laughs> the literally buried parts of our past i mean what if what if popeye is about being a cocaine addict what if it's just a bad film <laughs> Like, what if, it what if it's not... a bad film about being a cocaine? I know, it's like, what if it's just a <laughs> shitty film they didn't know what to do with? Oh, ladies and gentlemen, that is Popeye uh, from 1980. I'd like to thank our guest, Mr. Logan Crow. Thank you. Thank Ooh, you thanks. for this having is, me. I I swear I was dreading this one after I saw it How last night. How dare you? I, 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 I did. I watched it and I was like, Oh my god! Are we gonna have enough content? Are we gonna be funny? Like sometimes this happens, right? That's the thing with Popeye, though. We didn't. I mean, we the first forty minutes of our conversation, we were still in the first scene. It's just, it's yeah. just well, so. That's, in, it's that's just, the show in general. Uh, no, it's just it's it's Popeye, man. Yeah, There's stuff going on. Um, I had a blast. Uh, now, where where can people find more information about the theater, about you, like things like that? Sure, like, uh, like, we are time to pitch yourself. Okay, <laughs> pitch myself right off the like like wimpy and right the, off the pier. Yeah, off the pier. Um, so we are at thefridacinema.org. Frida is F R I D A, named after the artist Frida Kahlo. So thefridacinema.org. Um, we have a pretty active social media presence on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It's just the Frida Cinema, just like that. Um, and, uh, and yeah, we're open seven days a week. We exist to, uh, bring you a nice blend of art house cinema from contemporary independent films, um, to international films, documentaries, but also a lot of classics and revivals. We do a lot of series. We do an awful lot of horror and anime. Mm -hmm. I think are what we've sort of, um, established ourselves as a house for horror and anime. Um, but we blend that horror between movies that you love, like Rosemary's Baby and The Exorcist and, uh, movies that we play like that to cult horror um we've got april fool's day coming up um, that's right tomorrow to, uh, uh, if, this, if you're listening to this the day well not tomorrow <laughs> I was, on, wait, on april wait. fool's day <laughs> yes it comes I, out on uh, april fool's but we day. also yeah, blend sorry. in we also bring in a lot of um new independent horror so ifc midnight mm -hmm. films dread central uh, presents things like that that um give you an opportunity to see those on the big screen with an audience before they go to vod or or into nowhere sometimes absolutely yeah. i just had a really small panic attack because i thought i blacked out for all of march and I was like, oh my god, it's April! <laughs> it's April! Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was um, scary. Uh, you also, <laughs> tax man. you <laughs> also do uh, a lot of event event based things here sure. as well, uh, such as Rocky Horror Repo uh, and uh, monthly screenings of the room now. Yeah, as every, well, which, every last I mean, Saturday of the month. If you guys are a fan of this show and Bad Cinema, like that's the one. Have you done so, the room yet? No. Oh my gosh, we're um, we want to. Uh, uh, but like, here's here's the problem. I didn't say that. I know. I'm no. I'm I'm about to because we're on the same page. It's just like the the problem with the room is that like everybody and their mother and now an entire major blockbuster of a film sure. has said yeah. everything you can possibly say about the room. We honestly don't know if we could say anything that hasn't been said a million times over and become anything unique about it. So I I feel like we need to take. A break from it um not maybe not as a th like let sure let sure. the theaters do the hype right now right but as for us we're not going to be able to say anything that hasn't been said a million times over and we just don't feel like we'd be able to do it justice like Fair enough. that or be accused of like you stole this joke you stole that joke it's like no i'm pretty sure like all the jokes are the right. same throughout every show that's ever done it like you can only... there's a whole dogma about how bad the film is that yeah. exists before this you yeah, can yeah. only say do your impression of tommy and say hi mark 
so many times before oh, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah exactly. right. So we all know we love it, but there are way more better, like, and more fun things that nobody's touching out there in the world that we'd love to bring to the show. Well, of course, you know that um, we're we're actually going to be doing April to... Fool's Day. Oh, good. It's yeah. a fun opportunity too to bring back uh, films into conversation, like Popeye. Whether you're talking in you know, certain movies, it's like whether you're talking about it with love and reverence, or whether you're talking about it to tear it apart. It's just keep it alive. Yeah. I think. Um, and I'll go back to like kind of how we met. Um, I had been coming. She to want to talk the about Frida. that on the air? Uh, yeah, right. uh, <laughs> I, I, I was coming to the Frida. Uh, I had started. I think the first film I ever saw here was Turbo Kid. Oh, Turbo Kid! God, I it's so good. I can't Turbo wait for a sequel. So it's so much fun. And uh, yeah. anybody who has a Netflix account, Turbo go Kid. watch Turbo Kid right now and follow it up with Kung Fury because it's going to recommend <laughs> that next, uh, which is now going to be a ma- uh, major full feature with length stars thing as well, and stuff. right? Yeah, with uh, Fast Banger, mm-hmm. right? So Fast Banger, uh, yeah, Fast Banger. Oh, he's uh, got a banger. <laughs> but that's the first movie, and I started like going. I need to come here more. So you did, and I would love to see more of this. You did a. Uh, back-to-back full day of Indiana Jones, mm-hmm. uh, if you remember that, and mm-hmm. then finish it out with the Raiders documentary. What a... I, oh I just... God, I, I went that ago. whole Sunday, right? Uh, oh, right on. And you so it was one. like... I, I, <laughs> I, But it still hadn't met you. Right. Then you did a screening of Blue Velvet. Uh, right? But the one where I sang? What's that? Was that the one where I sang? I was not there oh, for okay, the screening okay. you, you were present for. Yes. I just took a date like during the day. Oh, sure. You gave me um, uh, James, uh, who's in Rocky Horror, was yeah. making magnets with the ear. Yes, yes. Right? And you were like, oh, you're coming to see. This is my favorite film. And mm-hmm. I was like, nice to meet you. And I remember you saying it was your favorite film. And we went in. And I have a difference of opinion on That's Blue okay. Velvet. We were one of two people. And the person that I was dating at the time uh, just was a goofball, too. And we tend to – we're making fun of a lot of it. Never seen it in my life. Like, I, oh. this is something I skipped uh, for some reason or another. Sure. And something my parents weren't going to show me because it was right. – you know. Um, and I remember coming out and you're like, what'd you think? And I <laughs> like made jokes and you were like, oh, no. <laughs> like, I was like, what a way to start this relationship. No, but that's that's the thing is – is That's the point I'm making is that difference of opinion. Yeah, I, I embrace that. Cause it, it's, it's art. Right? Because it's another uh, – was it when you showed Flash Gordon, you were like, how dare you? Because we did right. Flash Gordon on here. And I think that uh, the difference of opinion – and the ability to have a conversation and do exactly what we're doing now, I mean, that that keeps this show alive. That keeps, I think, cinema alive. Yeah. I think more than half of the people, like, why does Rotten Tomatoes exist? Because sure. people are obsessed with knowing what the rest of the world thought about a piece of art. Yeah, one of the things that drives me craziest is when I hear people talking about their opinions on films and, and anyone says, you're wrong. It drives That's, me. It drives yeah. me up a wall. Well, well no, no, politics you, you too. Know, you're wrong because, and it's like, no, they're no, like, stop. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, no, no, you're wrong because it's like, no, no, you disagree. Absolutely. Two no. different things. Yeah, but um, no, I mean, even the movies I adore, like, I am the first one to acknowledge Blue Velvet isn't for everyone. The Tree of Life isn't for everyone. Not everyone's going to think Drive is the masterpiece. I think it is. You know, and and. And a, a, Drive is yeah. really good to watch once. Oh God, I, dis- I love it. I disagree. But no, I, <laughs> the first time I watched right. it, I was like, "This is amazing!" And I tried right. watching it again, and I was like, "Okay." Oh, I love it. It's oh. a bit of a slower pace film. But that's the point, though. I don't yeah. think you're wrong. That's 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 the difference. I don't yeah. think you're wrong at all. That's your that's what yeah. you got out of it, and and I get that. And there are some movies that I don't appreciate mm-hmm. as much as other folks do. Yeah. 
Um, but I, I'm more interested to know, okay, tell me what you loved about it. Cause I right. could then to talk to someone else, it feels exactly the same way I did yeah. about it. Cause mm-hmm. I already know how I feel, I want to know like, wow, I was so not enthralled by this movie that I want to know what is it you loved about it? Mm-hmm. Like when I talk to people like, Oh, I hated get out. Get out was so boring. I'm like, oh, what? Great. No, it's my favorite movie of last yeah. year. So I'm like immediately like, what did, what, what, and that's, tell me that's what your experience part. was because how did you find that? Like what, you know, what about it didn't engage you, you know, um, et cetera. You know what I mean? So no, you're absolutely so, yeah. right. Because like you two are on that side of the table on that one and get out for me was, it just felt kind of standard. Oh. Like, and that was my pride. And I think it came down to their explanation. Like uh, for those who, who um, have never seen it, I'm not going to spoil it, but their explanation of why they're doing what they're doing is like, because why not? That's how I felt. Hmm. Sometimes that happens, and it's hard. Though. And I'd like to discuss it off sure, here because yeah, I don't no, want to spoil it. I feel I do feel like there people should watch this film. I believe that it's all um, allegorical, though. Yeah, we'll, we'll have that conversation. Yeah. But the explanations—I mean, everything is all allegorical. But, Absolutely. But continue. Yeah. But that's um, that is the magic of this show. That is the magic of like coming to the theater and then exiting the theater and being able to have that conversation in the lobby with people or the people that you came with or even just random strangers and. That's why we live in this world of cinema. Like that's that's why I created this show to have these debates. Like there's so many people that would be like, I think uh, what the one that always comes up uh, when they go, oh, what have you done? Like what are the ones that like if I was to latch on, uh, what which ones do you recommend? One, I recommend that you start with a movie that you actually saw so you can get all the jokes. Two, though, uh, one that everybody seems to go, how dare you, Casper. Sure. Yeah. Because they have latched on so passionately that they seem to forget all the just like this movie rules are established and then forgotten depending on the the well, scene. It's also generational. Like I am, although I've softened to it a little bit, but I I really am a I, I cannot stand Hook. I I think Hook is just one of the most disappointing films of yeah. And More I just, or less. I, I remember agree. going to the theater to see it and being. Hook is on the same level as this. So excited. Like, Huge you know, set, like yeah. uh, elaborate concepts and ideas, but, Robin Williams, and then somewhere goes kind of off the rails by the end. But I talked to people who were six or seven when that movie came out, and they adore it. Oh, I'd still watch it every time. Oh, yeah, they adore it. They Oh, my God, what are you talking about? And it's like, so I think it's also generational. I think people that grew up with certain movies right at that point where they were watching the movies that were shaping their cinematic sort of universe and that were, they weren't looking too deeply. They were just looking to be purely entertained uh, by a kid film as a kid um, respond to certain movies differently than someone that maybe saw the same movie when they were teenagers or they were a little bit older. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, the, I've talked to people who just swear by hook and I'm mm-hmm. like, wow, I just did not, but I revisited it because I'm so intrigued by their reaction. And it, like I said, it softened up a little bit, but, mm-hmm. and again, another Robin Williams film. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's, um, that's also like, you could do, you could even use examples of like people, empire versus Jedi, which one do you prefer? You know? And it really comes down to which one you kind of grew up with, you know, versus, <clears throat> and, and. As I slowly shirk down in what my do you chair. Got? It's Jedi. Oh, Jedi, absolutely. It? But 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 here's the thing, though. I can't remember. I know. The Here, here's the, the thing. Two. Here's the thing. I'll be the first one to say Empire's a better film. I love Jedi yeah. more. I'll watch Jedi infinitely more times than I'll watch Empire, but I'm the first one to recognize that Empire's a better film. Mm-hmm. So, if you, you know, for whatever that's worth, it's a Godfather. Sure. I love The Godfather 1 50 times more than I love The Godfather 2. Me too. But honestly. if I had to hand a statue to which one's a better film, oh, part two. Sure. You know what I mean? So that happens sometimes as well. well but. Yeah. That, I mean, that's 
that's a great way to sum it up. <laughs> just, Popeye. Well, actually, I should have summed yeah. it up, write it like, oh, that's another Ron uh, Williams movie. But no, I took it one step further again. That's usually how I do things around Star here. Star Wars Episode um, 3, Der Seaman to meet Dem Hartenschlag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you can... Uh, you can look up the Frida at, at the Frida Cinema. Please do. Right? And we are org. also my, my, my at um, Orange County's only nonprofit art house cinema. Art house cinemas are dying. Uh, they literally are. So please, if you uh, go on our website and dig what we're doing, or if you're a visitor, um, there are donation links all over our website. And donations literally do keep us alive. So please consider donating or sponsoring us. Absolutely. Um, and by donating to the Frida, you're also pretty much helping us out here at the show, too, because this is our home. That is a solid so, point, sir. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> right? Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, to find us, uh, if you had a difference of opinion on this film, if you're, you you think that we somehow forgot something, I feel like this is one of our most thorough episodes. <laughs> but if, if we forgot something in the background or anything, you can write to us, at contact at bombsawayshow.com, or uh, hit us up on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, at bombsawayshow. Uh the website's coming, I swear. I, uh, <laughs> I'm building it every day. It's just me and Photoshop all day long. Uh, so that'll come when that comes, bombsawayshow.com. And that that's about it. So for Bombs Away, um, thank you, Logan. Thank you. Thank you. It was a pleasure. And I'm Jonathan. I'm Jarrett. And I am what I am. <laughs> John here from the Bonds Away podcast, and I'm here to talk to you about the place where we record. That's right, the Frida Cinema. What is the Frida Cinema? Well, it's a program of the Long Beach Cinematique here in California, and it serves Santa Ana and neighboring communities as a nonprofit art house cinema dedicated to enriching, connecting, and educating communities through the art of cinema. But it's so much more than that. Guys, not only do they screen amazing films here, but they also hold out-of-this-world special events. And when we're talking about special events, we're talking about shadow casting. Shadow casting, if you don't know, is where actors perform in front of the movie that you're seeing. And they have costumes, and they're doing audience participation, and it is just an amazing event. The shadow casting that we do here is films such as Rocky Horror or Little Shop of Horrors, or Repo the Genetic Opera, or even The Forbidden Zone. Wow, The Forbidden Zone. Like, when's the last time you saw that? Or maybe shadow casting isn't your thing, but what about rooftop cinemas? That's right. Right on our rooftop, we do special screenings of throwback movies that you love, including Ghostbusters, or the current Beauty and the Beast, Guardians of the Galaxy, or even Jurassic Park. And that's not the only thing with these rooftop cinemas. They also have special people that show up, special guests, including the Orange County Ghostbusters and their vehicles and their costumes, or maybe Jurassic Park and the Jurassic Park Jeep. You ever gotten a photo with any of these things? I have, and it's because I was there at these events. So if you're looking 
for special events to go to or like out of this world just crazy audience participation things like Scott Pilgrim and with lights and sound and like things that you've never even seen before go to the Frida Cinema you can check out the Frida Cinema locations filming schedules and everything entertainment wise at www.thefridacinema.org or you can follow them on Facebook at facebook.com slash thefridacinema and on Instagram and Twitter at thefridacinema. The Frida Cinema, for the filmmakers, for the film goers, and for you. This has been a production of Big Bulb Entertainment, executive produced by Jonathan Young. For more media and information, visit us at www.bigbulbentertainment.com. Big Bulb, what's your bright idea? Yeah.